Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. I may cut this out. <laughs> I think it might be best. <laughs> Welcome to Chris's Comics Podcast. My name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comic books. I am back. I've been forced <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a hiatus through no fault of my own, kind of, uh, due to the ceiling, the hole in the ceiling. Oh, God, um, yeah. Which we'll talk about in a minute. Although I don't want to bore my listeners with my boiler talk. Basically, be Carl Pilkington. I, I don't think you need to talk about the boiler as much, but what it re, in what way it affected you in the sense that your entire nerd cave nearly got kind of destroyed, and the most important part of it, the comics. It was. Uh, you, it, I mean, I'm was, more, I'm fascinated that you just caught it before it happened. It was. It was. Yeah, very touch and go, and someone was looking out for me. That's for sure. The comic gods looking at us. Let's go to Catholicism again. <laughs> we always start the podcast with a bit of Catholicism. That's what we do. Those dulcet tones that you heard, and is none other than punk rock pirate Time Lord, Mister J. Bidet. Hello, welcome back, my uh, regular guest. Regular I mean, guest. Basically, this is how Jarrett goes to the movies works. You know, my name's on the podcast, but you're basically the co-host. So we've got like being you know. a regular panelist on Mock the Week. Basically. But we talk about comics and holes in your... The ever-growing holes in your house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, yeah, if, if you're a regular listener, um, there's probably about five to ten of them. Um, shout out to Ricky3D. I know he's a regular listener. Um, Jay Leal, I think he probably listens still. Phil Mouse maybe listens from time to time. Phil um, Mouse doesn't podcast, don't I lie. Think he listens if he knows that we're going to talk about him on the podcast. So if we just say... <laughs> so you can a, cut off now, dude. He's just a go. very, very sexy man whom, whom I'd like to do inappropriate things with. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm getting... I'm digressing already. I'm, can you tell I'm out of sync with you this? Are, you are. You, you do seem a little bit lost. I think I it's am. been all the talk of me talking about Slam Dunk and everything you missed. It's just kind of upset you and thrown you. It's thrown me off. I'm I'm out of the game. But, yeah, we'll talk about my ceiling for a little bit, shall we? So <laughs> the, reason why, the reason why I've been away for about two months now is because I've had a bit of an issue with the Nerd Cave, the room in which I'm podcasting, which if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen pictures of it. It's basically full of my comic book collection and collectibles, and yeah, I had a, a leak directly above this room in the loft from the water tank. Um, so I came in here one day, looked up on the ceiling, and there were giant patches of wet coming through the ceiling, which was directly above my comic book collection. Uh, like directly above? Directly not, above. Not a comic book collection, the 
comic book collection. Well, yeah, I mean, it's there's you've got some, you've got, there's, you've there's, got a few rares in there, haven't you? I've got a very eclectic selection. There's probably about two thousand comics in there, and it's worth a lot of money. Put it that way. Yeah. So. Um, Do you want to give away your postcode and your mother's maiden name I w- as well? <laughs> I went upstairs into the loft to investigate to see where this leak was coming from um, and accidentally stepped in a place where I shouldn't have stepped and put my foot through the ceiling. Literally put your foot in it. So there's a hole in the ceiling now. So I came back down and literally a matter of hours later no actually first of all the first thing I did was move my comics from out of you moved your comics then you went upstairs didn't you Uh, I can't can't remember the order in which I did it in but I I would have thought that because I would have thought you would have told me oh dude and then I stepped through the ceiling and a load of shit went on my comics no 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 I feel you moved the comics first so basically within a matter of like hours after this Mm. water started pouring through that hole in the ceiling so I run in here and put buckets down to catch it. But if I hadn't have moved my comics, they would have been destroyed. Yeah, they would have. So, 100%. Yeah, I'm very thankful for that. So that's why I've been away, because I've had to completely rejig the room so that nothing is in that area um, to get damaged. So we're kind of... I like the way you say nothing is in that area, but the giant hand Solo that I lovingly bought you, you are risking... He can take it. He's a bad guy. Can he take it? What is that odd mark on his crotch? Uh, I don't know. It kind of looks like cum, doesn't it? I know. It does look like maybe cum. I, maybe I was searching for new material one night. <laughs> and I was sat here, sat here at my computer. And I was like, oh, nothing's doing it for me. And I just turned to my right. And I was like, oh, hello, Ham. Hello, Ham. <laughs> he does look you directly in the eyes and pout lovingly. It's not as bad as when I used to have him at the bottom of my bed. In my old bedroom. Oh, I loved him. And he would stare at me whilst I was in bed (laughs) with sexual intent. (laughs) Han Solo has nothing but sexual intent. (laughs) He's smouldering. Anyway, I'm digressing again. We're ten minutes in. Let's let's talk about comics. Uh, I have a very girthy stack. Right. I know. I'm kind of worryingly Um, looking at this because if you've been listening to my podcast or watching following me, I've been. What is that podcast, JB? It's called the Undead Comic Cast. Um, it's a no-spoiler review comic uh, podcast. This one, we do talk spoilers, but on my one, I don't do spoilers. Yeah. Um, but I've been having major issues getting days off at work and getting down to get get comics. And unfortunately, that's built up a massive stack. And as you know, with massive stacks, getting through them to read them can be a little bit of a pain in the arse. So I have just been catching up, but I'm looking at your pile there and I have a feeling there's going to be a few that whereas they are there in the stack I just they're just a few down well I don't know because I mean last time we podcasted uh, there were a few things that I brought up and you were like oh I've not read it yet I've not read it yet please let me know before we podcast what I should read so I did send you a list so yeah which, which caused all sorts of grievances <laughs> if I'm being honest I'm not doing it again you were like I haven't got time to read this book but anyway, we'll we'll try and get through, and hopefully we'll have some mutual things to talk about. Uh, but first of all, um, I just I've got a bit of news actually. All right. Uh, so this is a bit of a change to the format. But what is that noise? It was just the comics. Oh, it's moving. the comics move. As they do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Such is life. Um, yeah. So a little bit of news to to go through first because it has been so long. Um, Want to start the news on a bit of a somber tone. 
Uh, we found out oh. this time last week mm-hmm. um, that Marvel Comics colorist Justin Ponser had died. Um, he was only 42 years old. I know, man. Very sad. Um, one of my favourite colorists in the business and very underrated. Um, he worked for Marvel. He did Avengers, Defenders, Uncanny X-Men, Civil War Two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Star Wars. He did Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Um, so he did the, the ultimate one. So the the OG Miles, where it was like Brian Mathabendis, Sarah Pacelli, Pacelli. Um, and he did the regular 616 book as well. He did ASM, he did Spider-Verse, he did Spider-Geddon, um, and he was still working on current Avengers books from his hospital bed. Yeah. So, he, yeah. He just loved it, didn't he? He, just, he, he, he loved, just loved it. He loved it, and he was uh, a brilliant colourist. He, um, he had a fight with cancer, didn't he? Was, mm. I don't know if it was like a, a short-term one. He'd but, known about it for months. I don't think it had been. It wasn't to the point of years or even a year. So it was pretty sudden. Yeah, yeah. And um, but if you if you looked at his Twitter page, he wasn't ever like being a dabby downer about it. it oh just... no, no. He was a he was a really posy guy, and uh, he will be missed definitely. Um. So R.I.P. Justin Ponser. Mm. Um. Another bit of news from Marvel. Um. Immortal Hulk. Is now outselling Batman. Fuck right off, yeah. is it? Yeah. So I mean, it won Chris's Comics um, Book of the Year last year, I think. Immortal Hulk, didn't it? Yeah, I'm it, sure it, that it I a... saw. I saw that on the cover of the last of the last Immortal Hulk. Actually, yeah. that, that accolade. <laughs> it did. So obviously, we love that book. Um, unfortunately, I've I'm going to have to trade weight on it because I cannot get my hands on it. Um, I got up to I think issue five, and then I couldn't get to the comic shop for a week. And oh, there dude, were, you're boned. There yeah. were no copies of it, dude. I've seen like them when I do the comics list on the on the website tournerly.uk. Mm. Uh, the comics list, the amount of times I never put up second printings and third printings because it just thickens the list out mm-hmm. too much. The amount of times I've seen it going, Mortal Hulk. Fourth, fifth, and yeah. then final print. Yeah. Like they're yeah. just going. We can't make any more of these. Honestly, we need to sell trades. That book is selling like nothing in recent memory, and I've not been able to get hold of first printings of anything, and I'm not paying silly eBay prices. And um, so I'm just going to trade weight. I basically turned into you. I think we're our roles have swapped on now. this. Yeah, I'm very yeah. much in the. I've I've got each issue. No, um, well, it, you you've, it, keep them in good condition because they are worth a fair bit of bob now. I do, I do keep them in um, good condition. But I, yeah. I buy them in the bottom of a sink of full water. <laughs> with custom yeah, powder. That book is ridiculously hot right now, and so it should be because it's fucking great. So when you say it's selling Batman, are we talking about the main Tom King run? Yeah. Right. And but to give us an idea of what's what do you know what's next on this list? Um, no, I haven't got the figures in front of me. All I know is that that was the headline. Immortal Hulk is now outselling the main Batman book. So, following on from that, mm. Tom King is leaving Batman. Oh, is he? I don't know whether he's getting booted. Well, I do. He is getting booted, basically. I think it's probably due to sales. He's getting booted. Um, his original vision for over 100 issues is getting trimmed way back. The last issue he's going to do is issue 85 in December. So <clears throat> I'm a bit worried about how that story is going to play out now because obviously he's going to really have to truncate some of this stuff, which for Tom King, 
it's probably going to be a good thing if Heroes in Crisis is anything to go by, which we'll discuss in a bit. Okay. Um, he does need to rein it in a bit sometimes, doesn't he, and just tell the story. I think every writer needs to do that. We've well, we'll go into that. But um, yeah, he will be wrapping up the Bane story um, after a year of the villain. Oh yes. Uh, but then, uh, oh yeah, and also Batman will be going back monthly rather than bi-weekly. So I'm happy about that. Yeah. Uh, because I think you know, I think the quality suffers when a book's bi-weekly. Really, I mean, with the exception of ASM. Um, I, um, I'm I'm with you on that. I've I've said time and time again, and we've discussed on here. I, I don't give a shit if Doomsday Clock's next issue doesn't come out for three months, as long as it's proper good. Exactly. And it's been proper good. Anything where it seems to try and keep to this. Um, constant, like it's got to meet this mark. Scheduling, yeah, suffers in some way or another. You know, create art. Art is creativity, and creativity really, you know, goes leaps and bounds. When it's let to do what it wants, when it wants, and sure, and always flounders when you give it hurdles and schedules and times. This is the problem why a lot of artists, you know, a new run will start. For example, like Fantastic Four, the the new run by Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli, who was on the book for what two issues? It was like this big thing where it was yeah. like, oh yeah, Dan Slott, and Sarah Pacelli, you know, dream team. Same with uh, Amazing Spider Man. You know, it's like new run. Nick Spencer, Ryan Otley, where's he gone now? You know, he was on the book for what the first arc. Yeah, it's, it's because of the scheduling. You know, good artists obviously need more time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, give them the who time. Is, who, who is on Spider-Man? Because it's not like he's a bad whoever's took over from Ryan Otley. Oh, well, I think it's Humberto Ramos at the moment, right. who's one of my all-time favourites. Um, but going back to Doomsday Clock, yeah, I'm exactly in the same boat as you. Um, I mean, the last Doomsday Clock issue we had came out on March the 6th, which was issue 9, and the new issue comes out today, May 29th, issue 10, so... There's, you know, there's been a substantial amount of time between mm. then, but I don't give a fuck because it's great. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I've been enjoying it. Um, what a whirlwind! And then the next issue after that issue eleven is due to come out August fourteenth, so another huge wait for that. Yeah. But I don't care. The clock just keeps on ticking, man. Do you know what I mean? I know. That's exactly what I mean. I totally get it. But it's yeah, a, a, a Tom the Tom King thing actually does shock me though because it's. It's. I've heard people say the drop in Batman most uh, famously of all between the two of us. We know that Field Mouse has dropped Batman, and it's the first time he's ever dropped Batman. Mm-hmm. But I always kind of thought the reason that it was that sort of writing that was making some people drop off, but bringing in new. So it was like, as Thanos would say, the perfect balance. But it looks like, yeah, maybe actually he's lost a few more seats than. He's gained in that sense. I mean, I didn't like... We've talked about this. I didn't like the War of Jokes and Riddles. I've got a little anecdote about the War on Jokes and Riddles for you. So, originally, that was meant to be uh, a separate, one-shot sort of trade, Evergreen story. Oh, yeah. So, Tom King and Mitch Gerrards, who are the team behind Mr. Miracle, Mm -hmm. I think Mitch Gerrards did a few issues of Heroes in Crisis as well. And, um, yeah, it was originally meant to be their little baby. Um, it was very much a, co- a collaborative thing. Mitch was involved in the, the idea for the story and everything, and he was really looking forward to doing this. DC, they pitched it to DC, and DC turned around and went, yeah, we love it. 
let's put it in the main Batman run. At that point, Mikkel Janin was on the book, mm. I think, and another artist, so they couldn't, you know, if they put Mitch Gerrards on, Mitch Gerrards on that, then he would, you know, they'd be out of a job. So they put it in main Batman run, and Mitch was gutted. So that's probably why it doesn't really fit. It didn't gel with me right then, though. I didn't, and it was really odd. It wasn't like with um, Snyder's run when he did Zero Year. Mm -hmm. That went back into the past of New 52 Batman, but it was odd, but I liked it and stuff at the same time. This didn't, it just felt like I was reading a completely separate Batman story. Mm. of Because it was originally meant to be. Yeah, as you know, I just didn't like it. But Tom King will not be out of a job. No, I saw he is now going to be on a 12-issue series with Clay Mann, who I love. I think he's one Mm. of the best artists in the business right now. He did Heroes in Crisis. Um, he's, so they're going to do a Batman Catwoman book. And okay. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because I love both those characters. I love both those creators. So. What I saw on Instagram, he was on a plane and he said like going to a super secret meeting I can't talk about. That's something else which I'll mention right now. Um, on the recent episode of um, Bat Force Radio, Tom King and Clay Mann were on that. And Tom King was talking about how he's sidestepping away from comics briefly to focus on movies and TV. Right. So he's going to be producing stuff in that kind of field rather than comics now. So could he be heading up the new DC Cinematic Universe or something like that? Who knows? One thing's for sure, though. Tom King is very good at humanising superheroes. I mean, I know a lot of people didn't like the Batman book due to that reason. It's Phil Mouse said that it focused on the more mundane aspects of superhero comics. And in his exact words, I remember him saying, "Is why the fuck do I want to know how Batman plans his wedding?" Yeah, basically. <laughs> but he's very good at character development, no, and dialogue, is. and you know, the feels, all that emo shit that I love. I feel like he watchmans them up characters without, oh, yeah. without, yeah. without taking away from what he's doing. Like, he isn't doing a complete Alan Moore himself. He's Tom King- Kinging. He's doing his version of humanising mm-hmm. them. And yeah, some people like it and some people don't. Some people see their favourite heroes being too vulnerable then. Um, so talking of Batman, I wanted to give a shout out to a new listener that we have, Daniel Cox. Um, he recently sent me a message asking me how to get into Batman comics. He said, where do I start? Uh, so I messaged him back and I said, look, there are, you know, it depends on how far back you want to go, mm-hmm. you know, cause if you really, if you're like me and you want to get caught from the very beginning, you know, you start at the beginning, but do you really want to read all those, you know, golden age, silver age, bronze age Batman? Cause there's not much good in there to be honest. Plus it'll take you like a lifetime to do mm-hmm. that. Um, so I just gave him a few pointers, told him my favorite classics like DKR, White Knight, mm. Batman yeah. Earth One, um, and then he was like, "Cool, cool." Um, I just checked out White Knight art, really like that. And then I thought, you know what? Those are terrible places to start. <laughs> I was about to say White Knight <laughs> is a little bit. There's a lot of Easter eggs, mate. White Knight is essentially a different universe where the Joker is the good guy. DKR is again essentially a different universe set way into the future. Mm. Earth One. It is a different, a different universe. universe. I was like, okay, forget what I've just told you. Those are 
those aren't beginner points. Because to be honest, to be completely honest, DKR, although it's one of my favourite Batman stories of all time right now, that was one of the first books I picked up, first Batman books I ever read. I got it from a library. And I hate it. I didn't understand it. I was young. I didn't know what was going on. I thought the art was ugly. Mm. It was way too complex for a kid to read. I'm, Daniel is not a kid, but what I'm saying is it's it's not a good starting point. No. If you, if you want to get into Batman, don't read DKR as one of your first books. I, you know, as What did you suggest in the end, by the way? So I, I suggested starting with Tom King's Volume 1, I Am Gotham. If he wants to read the the current stuff, I said start there because essentially you can start. There's not much you needed to know from before that, right? You started with I'm Gotham, didn't you? Not not your first Batman book, but no, like, I've, I, I've, I've I've read it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think it's? I a good do. Point? I would have actually gone, but I'm only going off my personal experience. I went with Court of Owls. So start at the beginning of Snyder's run. Yeah, yeah, that seemed to work for me because. Okay. Um, but Snyder's kind of, very in depth with his DC lore. Did you not find that you were missing things because no, you needed to know? No, no, because okay. I, fa- I found with later Snyder he takes the assumption you know something. Mm-hmm. With early Snyder, he doesn't. Right. Okay. So he places a lot of not exposition, but sets it up a lot better, and. It was honestly the Snyder only began to lose me slightly in um, uh, in Joker Joker Endgame. That was the only time he began to lose me during his entire run. Mm-hmm. It, he just I understood every character and what was going on, and he even goes and that's the beauty of it because when it does zero year and everything, it goes back to the Red Hood mm-hmm. and all like that. So it retcons all that because it's New Fifty Two. So I think personally, if you listen to this. I would go New 52. There you Start. go, Daniel. Two different answers from two very different guys. But just remember, <laughs> we both love the cocks. <laughs> so, moving on from that, there's one more thing that I wanted to mention before we get stuck into this stack. Um, I was reading an old, old Marvel comic. Um, when was it? It was from 1994. I think it was like a... It must have been an X-Men comic. And they had a Marvel survey in there. I think I sent it to you on Messenger. Because I you? thought it was ridiculous. Well, not ridiculous, but like very of its time. Yeah. Okay, so they used to have adverts in, in 90s Marvel comics where it would be from Marvel and they'd be asking you, the reader, for your input on what to do next. Where should we go next with our comics? Oh, fucking hell. So it, essentially they were given like a poll, an online poll like it would mm. now to the readers but they don't really do that in this day and age do they They don't really ask for feedback I mean indirectly they get it from Twitter and all sorts of that's why they get it mostly they can see from Twitter and social media they've got an entire marketing team that deals with all that and also as you've just prior to this they just look at sales mate and just see oh Incredible Hulk's selling more than Tom King's Batman oh dear we're fucking up here so I just want to I just want to mention this survey because it's great so it says don't let history pass you by. Stand up and be counted in the first annual Marvel survey. Now's your chance to tell Marvel what's important to you. Are you satisfied or do you want more? The first annual Marvel survey is about expressing your opinion. Do you accept the challenge? Do you care enough to be heard? Okay. If the answer is yes, Marvel will reward you with a load of great goodies, including a free colour poster, X-Men poster, and exclusive Wolverine newsletter number one. 
featuring behind-the-scenes info on Marvel's most popular mutant and, of course, the results of the survey. And then there's a picture of Rogue uh, with a speech bubble saying, what do you think I am, a mind reader? <laughs> so, like, it's very of its time, right? Mm-hmm. You get a goodie bag. I mean, this is, like you say, before the internet. So these are the... There's ten questions. Go on, hit me. So here we go. Um, the X-Men are currently published monthly. Would you prefer the X-Men as a bi-weekly title, in brackets, every two weeks, or should it stay monthly? None. <laughs> How did I know that would be your response? <laughs> now, at the moment... Right, don't get me started on X-Men. <laughs> it's, I was just going to say in your pile. I didn't know if I saw any X-Men. No, you will not until... Hickman takes over. Hickman is going to save us muties. Who's currently on it? <sighs> All sorts of people, mate. I, <laughs> I told you on, on the last podcast about this Age of X-Man shit. Yeah, it's I've... like fucking nine miniseries going on as well as the main Uncanny run. And it's just a load of bollocks. It's just all over the place. So at the moment, X-Men is more than bi-weekly. It is like weekly. You get at least one X-Book. So I want X-Men to go back monthly. So that survey's old, mate. Hickman is here to save us. Hickman is coming. Um, yes or no? Should Wolverine get his adamantium skeleton and claws back? Wait, what? So what? Did he lose his adamantium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo- bone claw. <laughs> bone. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't just want some okay. guy. It's just otherwise he's a guy who can just grow his nails. Do you think Spider-Man should stay married or get a divorce from Mary Jane? Fucking hell. So, um, I mean, essentially, the whole marriage was retconned, wasn't it? With the whole Mephisto thing. Yeah. So, I mean, they must have listened to the fans there and get a divorce. So, it's one of the, it's one of the things where does it really impact on the on the stories of the it, character that it much? did. It, it did. To be fair, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I loved it, but I didn't hate it. You know, that they're back together now in the comics, which is something that I wanted to talk to you about, right? In ASM current, obviously MJ and Peter are back together after being split up for a while. Mm. Now, the deal with Mephisto was that they couldn't be together, right? This shadowy villain that we've got, that we've had a few glimpses of now, uh, with the he's got like bandages wrapped around his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like Hush. Um, podcast that I listened to called Amazing Spider Talk, calling him Shush. No, oh, because it's Spider-Man hush. Yeah, shush. basically. Yeah. So, and Dan Gavazdan, who's one of the co-hosts, his theory is that this character, Shush, is the marriage come back to, like, to upset things now because they're back together. He reckons that it's a physical embodiment of their marriage or, like, some shit with Mephisto. That's his theory. Right. Anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. That, is, that isn't a bad theory. Um, so Marvel is only publishing one Wolverine title per month. Would you buy two Wolverine titles per month? No. <laughs> I might if it's good. Mind you, they did. They had Old Man Logan and now Dead Man Logan. So they're, they're pushing Wolverine again, aren't they? Dead Man Logan? Dead Man Logan. I've not noticed that one. What the fuck is dead? Is it just like page after page of his corpse slowly rotting? <laughs> I do not know. I've not heard anything, so that's not a good sign. No. Uh Question five. Do you like Sabretooth better as a hero or a villain? Villain? Yeah. Why the fuck would you want Sabretooth as a hero? Number six. Who are three X-Men characters 
Some, really sorry, these are all X-Men questions. Well, this shows that they were really having issues with the X-Men from a very from the 90s onwards. Who are three X-Men characters you would like to see get that own monthly title? Okay, I, this is easy. Um, Aquaman, Batman, and Mighty Mouse. Right. Um, <laughs> would you like to see a marriage between Rogue and Gambit? Ooh, a bit of foreshadowing there, because they've recently yeah, become Yeah, they did get married, yeah. So yeah, so to it took fit- them how many years from nineteen ninety four? That's twenty five. Yeah, it took them twenty five years to get married. <laughs> Most people must have said no. To be fair, on the X Men weekly character run back then in the nineties, I wouldn't. I oh, I I picked up. Did you read X Men ninety two? When they did that, um, I read like one issue and didn't like it. it I liked it a, that. Wasn't it a Secret Wars thing? It, it was a Secret Wars, and then it got its own run afterwards because oh, right. it was it was that popular. Thing is, the X Men for me don't work as singles; they're a team. So I've, if I've ever read an X Men title and I've enjoyed mm. it, it's been the entire team. I've, I can't picture a time I've gone, "Oh, I wonder what what Storm's doing." I just don't think it's just not on my thing. Like she's so intense, you need someone to balance her out. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like Gambit. I, I think. I mean, my fondest moments of reading X Men were when they were all playing baseball in the the Xavier Mansion Gardens. You Fucking know, <laughs> I love I love that nighty shit. So number eight is which Marvel character would you like to see get their own twenty ninety nine title? So they did that with a few, didn't they? Obviously, Spider Man. I know Spider Man did, but what, what um, was twenty ninety nine titles? Ravager was another one. Um, what else was there? They did a few. I can't remember, but I think that has its limitations. Yeah, I mean, I would have to say if that's a, if it's on twenty ninety nine. Well, if you've got a Spider Man twenty ninety nine, and we know the chemistry works quite well. As we're about to talk about it, I'd like a Wolverine twenty ninety nine, then please. <laughs> yeah, not a bad answer. Number nine, who is your favourite Marvel superhero? <laughs> I think our answers are both the same there. Well, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah. Number ten, who is your favourite Marvel villain? Ooh, that's um, a tougher question to answer. I know. Well, is it though? Because all right, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> say in the grand scheme of things I, I am I do love a bit I do like a bit of Fing Fang Foom right I didn't see that <laughs> I do I do like I do like Fing Fang Foom um, but Thanos is surely the top the top Thanos hitter. is supreme yeah you know. I mean when you say villain it's so but like, I really like Doctor Doom as well That's the yeah thing. no Doctor see, Doom it's, it's always been between him and Thanos for me like they're the big bads in my opinion in Marvel. Like they're the only real threat. Okay, L- Loki's cool. He's cool in the movies. Mm. Um, you know, he's in this new War of the Realms Marvel event that we're going to talk about very briefly in a minute. But he's never been a, a favorite of mine. Um, yet yeah, it's, it's well, so there's two guys I've got up there. I like Kingpin because I feel Kingpin. I really he like is the a Penguin. Good villain. I love the Penguin thing. He's really unused. Yeah. Really hoping that the new Batman film is going to have a Penguin in, but that's the closest I can get to him is Kingpin at the moment. Mm. Really, um, yeah, that's a and also define villain because then if we go into the like the tropes, uh, the Black Cat is easily again one of my favorite mm. villains, but she's sometimes a hero. Deadpool, yeah, it's a bit hard that. So, um, last bit of news before we go into the stack. Um, we're going to get a new Silver Surfer book. 
It's going to be called Silver Surfer Black. Black. It's coming in June. Written by Donny Cates and illustrated by Trad Moore. Um, OK Comics put up a status. Uh, OK Comics are an awesome comic book store in Leeds. Well, they're OK. Well, oh, oh, I get it. I get <laughs> it. Hey! Yeah, I get it. Um, they have an awesome, like, 50p long box selection there of all upstairs. You can, like, sit on a lovely leather couch and just leaf through all those issues. <laughs> and oh, it's, it's one of my favourite places in the world, OK Comics, honestly. Um, but OK Comics put up status saying that Silver Surfer Black is, it's not even out yet, but it's already the best-selling Marvel comic, the amount of pre-orders they've had for it. Because it's Donny Cates, isn't it? Yeah, Donny Cates, uh, I think he's doing Venom as well at the moment, which has been very good. Um, bit of Tradmore, uh, here, I'll have a little look for him, this is the stuff he does. Very good, quite, well, very suited to Silver Surfer. Oh, it's trippy as balls, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, trippy as balls. Oh, did he do the last uh, Ghost Rider run? The, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Robbie I Reeves. really like his stuff. Oh, he's going to fit in so yeah. well. So that is definitely one to watch, Silver Surfer Black. Oh, no, I do like I do like, it as, like his stuff as well. Yeah, that that's a good combo. So let's have a little look at these preview books, these Marvel preview books mm. that I've been pushing on you to read. Um Tell me, JB, what do you think about this huge event that's going on in Marvel at the moment called War of the Realms, which is a Thor Asgardian kind of event? I personally have no interest in this whatsoever. (laughs) I am about as invested in this as I am in the current cast rumours of Love Island. Yeah, that's a fair... I'm not bothered whatsoever. What's really annoying is I actually do... I've tried a few times to get into Thor because um, I think like I really enjoy the movies and I really like Lady Thor, mm-hmm. but there's something that's just not quite getting right about for me personally about ma- uh, main continuity Thor. And the last thing I wanted was another large event, let alone a large event involving Thor. It's Jason Aaron um, who is. Um been the writer on Thor for many years now did Lady Thor as well he's not he's not my favourite writer by any means he has moments of genius but mm-hmm. I think a lot of it I think he struggles to tell a coherent story um, that's my opinion on Jason Aaron I just um, don't so it doesn't attract me at all and I mean Marvel are just they're putting out so many books of event tie-ins and it's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit printed on crap quality paper, and it does not attract me at all. Like, it's it's such it's so weird to see. It's like, oh, War of the Realms, the pub, uh, the Punisher issue. Like, these are giants and magic and stuff. This is not where the Punisher has a strong suit. I don't believe for a second he's really going to last. I mean, I've seen Daredevil jump about on the cover there. Well, what are you doing? You're blind, and there's a lot going on. <laughs> there's no way you're doing well. Like, honestly, it's. And then, what's even worse is I've been getting excited because um, during this. Some stuff's been printed, you know, in the when I'm seeing comic lists, and I got excited over this, Chris. Oh, Giant Man! I saw Giant Man issue like, one, issue one, Giant Great. Man. 
Amazing. And I went to pick it up in the shop and went, what is this shit? War of the Realms, tired. <laughs> giant man. Couldn't give a crap. No. Give him his own proper run first before yeah. you go to a War of the Realms. I'm just... I'm not bothered, mate. It's it's like... I mean, that show is like, look, this, the entire city is being destroyed. Well, it's fucked then, isn't it? <laughs> End of. It's fucked. People, a lot of people died. There's like giant mammoths. Um, killing people and it's there's too much destruction it's like when Gaz gets annoyed at movies and says too much is going on this entire world is about to be destroyed I'm not interested there's in fact so much happening about so many people I don't care about I couldn't give a shit is there anything you could give a shit about in the other preview book in the other preview book I think there was um let me have a look so what's coming out from Marvel that you are looking forward to anything in there I mean, um... I mean, Savage Avengers. Um, I read a preview in the Free Comic Book Day issue, and that was all right. They've but, really been bumming off um, Conan the Barbarian, haven't they? Well, it's because he's back. He's he's sort of in main Marvel continuity now, isn't he? Yeah, so, and they're really happy at that. Um, he's on the Savage Avengers team along with Venom, Elektra. Is Wolverine on it? I don't know. It's a pretty pretty cool lineup, but it doesn't interest me enough to pick it up, really. I mean, there's all the... Uh, I don't know. It's just... There's a lot of stuff that I'm not going to read, like Shuri and Black Panther and the Savage Avengers and Thanos number one. Like, well, I've read Thanos number one and it was pretty good. Hmm... Like he, right there, that, that doesn't look like that doesn't look like an angry Thanos at all. That looks more like like the child's farted and he's having to deal with it. Like really, so, look at that face. We're referring to the cover of issue one by Jeff Decal, and yeah, Thanos looks like he smelt something. It's a smell face. Yeah. That isn't an angry face. It looks like, yeah, Gamora needs a nappy changing. That's yeah. basically the face on I that. kind of don't need to know that. And I'm a, actually, one thing I enjoy is when characters die. And what I'm really enjoying at the moment in Guardians of the Galaxy is Thanos being dead. Yeah. And everyone reacting to it is a bit dead good. So, this is. That, that, that was the only problem I had with Thanos issue one. As a series going forward. Why should I give a shit? Because I know what's already happened. You know, it's a sort of, it's a prequel to what's going on in main continuity now. We know that 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 Gamora has killed Thanos. So this is a story about you know when he first met Gamora, um, which so, every man every man and his wife has seen Infinity War and Endgame now. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows the story already. It's kind of like a reverse MCU where they decided not to tell the origin of Spider-Man because no one needs to fucking know it because we all know it already. Mm-hmm. Marvel seems to be going back on themselves and going, oh, you know his character? Do you want us to tell the story again of how they... No, we know. No, no, I, ins- I insist. I insist. <laughs> we'll get some writers. We'll, we'll, we'll do some bits. No, it's fine. Just can I have my normal book, please? No, 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 no. They're just... It's too much. There was literally... I'd, there was nothing the art is very nice though that's the reason why I rated that book so highly as well because the art was very nice I know they have they have been throwing around the um, the the art they have got some good artists at the moment but like you said the problem that they've got is what they've printed on. yeah I mean we've discussed it in, you know till we're blue in the face about Marvel's paper quality 
it sucks. It still sucks. I hate getting black marks all over my fucking fingers and then spreading those black marks all over the fucking book that I've paid like four quid for. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I just recently got um, a Justice League trade and their paper quality is so nice. It all is. Right, their, their trades, the covers might curl up. But in that case, you get what you pay for, get a hard cover. Hard you know cover. I mean? Or you just do what you just do. Yeah. You stack them like that. I am a side to side or in a bookcase, tight as anything. But honestly, mate, it's like night and day. The, the paper quality with DC is far superior. Anyway, speaking of DC, let's talk about what they've got coming out. We have a copy each here to look through. Mm. <laughs> this Year of the Villain, this 25 cents issue, um, which showcases three new stories coming up on the Year of the Villain event. So uh, we had Doom, which is written by Scott Snyder, Pencils and Inks by Jim Chung, Leviathan, which is written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Alex Maleev, and Justice, which is written by James Tinney the Fourth, and Pencils, Inks and Colours by Francis Manipal. Now, uh, what did you think of this, JB? Did any of this interest you? <laughs> really? Because just... it really interested me. I, I mean, the art was gorgeous. I mean, look at how can you say no to this? Is poster worthy this? How can you say no to that double page splash? Oh, I mean, look at that. Yeah, right. You've I'm got every on... hero in the DC universe. I, I, I love the fact that Shazam is just like front and center, just like Shazam's a pure one. big dick energy right there in the middle. <laughs> like. Oh my god, I I love that splash page and it just like I was I was trundling along like oh yeah this is fairly interesting and then whoa open that splash page is like right I'm interested now <laughs> you know I mean I might be falling here to cheap sort of marketing tactics and being show, showing the shiny thing or you know but it's like but what is going on Chris well this lo- is classic of, CC where I'm reading stuff going, is going I don't on. know what is going on. <laughs> Like, it just goes to... Amanda Waller is on her way to the White House. She gets in the White House, and all the villains are there. Why? Not explained. And then, next thing, shortly after, um, they're not there anymore. Lex is in his building. He's decided to tell everyone they're fired and get out. And then, I don't even... I don't even recognise that dude. Is it the, the human atom or whatever? Captain Atom. Captain Atom or whatever. Why he's sent after Lex and not Superman, I don't know. Um, and then, like, Brainiac is, like, happily getting involved. Um, I don't know. I just didn't understand what was going on well, at any I point. Mean, this is a preview. Do you know what I mean? It's a, they're original stories, but essentially they're appetite wetters. You know, they're meant to sort of pique your interest, but clearly it didn't. What no. about What about the Batgirl stuff? Did you like that? Uh, the Batgirl one. Um, Batgirl and Green of, Arrow. I, yeah, I kind of did until. Where is it, it? Yeah, I kind of actually really did like this with Batgirl. I, I, she's so, an interesting so this character. is Leviathan. This is going to be focusing on that part of the villain, the year of the villain stuff. Hmm. So maybe you'll dip your toes into that. Maybe. Like... I mean, and the last one obviously is Justice League. Um, as I've mentioned, I'm currently catching up with current Justice League. Um, I got the first three issues when they came out in floppies and then fell behind. So rather than trying to catch up, the new trade came out and it was only a tenner. And I thought, well, you know, if I was going to get those four issues that I need, I'll end up paying a tenner anyway. So I'll just get the trade. 
and it is reading much better in trade. <laughs> you know, it's Snyder being very Snyder, but rather than waiting a month in between each issue for the next one and getting confused about what's going on, reading it in trade format is a lot better, and I'm enjoying it a lot I more. mean... The thing is, like, you are right, the Batgirl one I did enjoy, but I think I got, because it's in the middle of a shit sandwich, I forgot about that. I did like that bit at the end where... Shit sandwich, that's very harsh. Where Damien goes like, oh, oh, isn't it the Red Hood? I was like, oh, now that's an interesting concept. I like that. Um, And then it carried on into this one where, the the fucking source wall, will this ever freaking stop? Snyder has just made a a plot in DC continuity, which is absolutely horrible. The source wall sounds like a condiment shack at a festival. <laughs> and it just pisses me off, right? All the time. The fucking source wall. Oh, Brown or st- red, mate. Yeah, we've got to stop the source wall. And then, like, what's on the other side of it? Or oh, I don't know, but we need to get everyone. And then this other bad guy's there. Um, Perpetua? Mother of the multiverse, um, and she's getting more powerful. And for some reason, Gorilla Grodd has got that baby from the Hangover attached to him. <laughs> that is the turtle. That's what the, the baby is. Um, the Flash's first ever villain, the turtle, in baby form. I fucking hate DC. <laughs> But look, it's the Batman who laughs. He shows up at the end. Yeah, the Batman who laughs. But I've I've not been reading that, so I've been I'm a little lost now. I've I'm gonna have to get that intrigued. And at the very no, end, no, no, don't, don't trust me. Don't. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's gone off the rails completely. And then, um, then at the very end, Lex Luthor is in this little you know case of pickle juice, and she's like, <laughs> they're going, ah, oh, my, my my precious, my precious. But that negates the end of the first chapter where it was like. Well, I kind of know he hasn't killed himself, but maybe he has. And oh no, he's not. He's not killed himself. Um, okay, so this did not whet your appetite. It just um, it did the opposite, right? It did the opposite, okay. I and mean, it doesn't help that the event continues in Justice League twenty five, and then it's even called Event Leviathan. I hate events, mm. and then Batman seventy five, which I'm not reading, and then Batman Superman number one. Um, You're catching up to Batman, though, so you will eventually have to read this. Oh, I know, <laughs> but I just, I just wish it was simpler. Like I always, I just wonder why, dude. With Snyder, nothing's simple. That's not an excuse for anything. That doesn't give him the right to be a dick and just be over complex. Oh, with Snyder, nothing's simple. I know, but he has such good ideas and could just make them. A little bit simpler. They would land more. That's why I'm really, I'm really worried about uh, Batman: The Last Night. I really want it to be good. I really, and it, the concept is simple. It's the end of, you know, it's the very end of the Earth, and it's just Batman and the Joker's head in a jar. Yeah. So we're talking about the next DC Black Label book that's coming out, right? And when that's out today. Oh, is issue one out today. Issue one out right? today, and we'll pick so it up tomorrow or maybe today. Yeah, it's going to be Scott Snyder and Greg, Greg Capullo's last Batman story. It's sort of their swan song to their entire run on run, Batman. Yeah. And Scott's been talking about this story for a long time now, like years. He's talking about the whole concept of Batman riding in a desert in a car with the Joker's head on the dashboard or something. Like He's been yeah. going on about this, setting the scene. 
and sure it sounds great um but again i might i might trade weight for this because this black label stuff it's cool it's lovely it's big format but it's eight dollars a book and I'd rather get maybe a hardcover at the end of the day and have a nice... <laughs> the reason I want to like... pick it up is... Because it's black label and anything could happen. I want to pick it up because no doubt, maybe in this first issue, one issue, you know, it's the end of the earth. Batman's got to get his penis out. <laughs> Let me it... tell you right now, that is not happening Put ever again. Shags the Joker's mouth because he needs to get <laughs> off because it's the oh, end of the God. earth. It's just getting worse. And then, and then that one's pulled and then it's worth a lot. I, I was thinking the same. I was going to trade weight on it, but I don't know. I, I kind of I don't trust Black Label to bring out a trade for some reason to fuck up, and they somehow oh we accidentally realised we lost the rights to Batman to Snyder because <laughs> we're fucking dickheads. Yeah. I don't know. It's just the I, I just don't trust them. I'll wait on reviews. I'll see. I'll see what reviews it gets. Haven't they announced that the new Batman <clears throat> Damned number three is finally coming out? Yeah, that's coming out. Soon, hopefully. June, soon. Hopefully, let, let me actually let me see. Cause it got, I want, I want but it's know. been pushed like about five times. Yeah, because fucking poor Bermejo has had to fucking repaint that whole fucking book. Honestly, <laughs> it's, I feel so bad for him. That black label. It was meant to be, you know, DC's version of like an image comic imprint. You know, like where anything goes. And they show one tiny penis and everyone loses their minds. Actually, it wasn't tiny. It was fairly sizable. Tiny penis. Um, but yeah, let me, let me see. Batman damned. That book has been damned. But it's been good. It has been good. I mean, the art is the main pull for me, I will say. Yes, June 26, issue 3 comes out. The final issue. The <laughs> Issue 2 came out in December, dude. Did it? Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> Holy shit. It was meant to be monthly. Wow, what a shame. Anyway, I'll wait on that with bated breath. Um, let's move on to the next book. I want to talk about Deceased Issue 1, which is the new uh, DC Comics um, miniseries. Basically, The Walking Dead, but with DC characters. Oh, yeah. Very good, very strong first issue. Um the only thing I didn't like was there were different artists on it, which really threw me off. But basically the concept is um, Darkseid comes along and um, he ends up infecting Cyborg with this sort of like carry-on disease. And Cyborg then goes, well, actually... The anti-life equation yeah, well, is what he calls it. Darkseid is messing with the anti-life equation. He ends up fucking it up completely because he gets the Black Racer involved and tries to keep Cyborg alive while he's doing this thing by piping him into the Black Racer. And Darkseid fucks fucks something up badly, so he ends up going insane and starts clawing out his own brain. It's a little bit like um, Bird Box as well, this thing, where like yeah. you know, they see the thing and they go insane and they kill themselves and stuff. So, Cyborg ends up being affected by this disease. Well, meanwhile, by the way, Darkseid blows himself up and in, in, indirectly killing Apocalypse, the whole world. By the way, this is a complete Elseworld tale. Oh, yeah, no, this it is not, is. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah, I love Elseworld stuff. So, yeah, so Cyborg ends up going back to Earth and infecting Earth by Wi-Fi, essentially. 
so he <laughs> he connects to the Wi-Fi automatically because he's already set up on Earth. And then someone tweets about him and takes a picture, and then he gets infected, and then everyone looks at that on the internet, and then they get infected. So it's like a, a chain reaction, and the whole world is going insane. They're killing themselves. It is. It is very much They're like what did you just call it? What did zombies. You just... It's what? a cross between Walking Dead and Bird Box. Bird really. Box. It's very Bird Box. Um, Tom Taylor is the writer on this. He's a fantastic writer. Uh, he's doing Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. He did X-23. No, well, yeah, it was all new Wolverine, wasn't it? Um, he's done loads of cool stuff. Um, very good writer. And I can see you flip to the end there, because you're not going to read this, are you? Because you're I've read it. spoiling it for yourself. Or... No, oh, I've you've, read it. you've read it. I've oh, read it. Oh, I didn't realise you were on board for this. Oh, no, I'm very on board. I like a zombie. I like a zombie tale. I it's like great, a, man. And I like my Elseworlds. I like it's, my what-ifs. It's great, dude. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, on, on face value, I only sub to this book for the awesome horror movie variant covers. This I got the It one for issue one, and it's so fucking cool. It's The Joker is Pennywise handing Robin the red balloon, and it's so perfect with the Robin's red cape. Like, I mean, the Robin's yellow, yellow cape. cape. It's just so fucking cool cover. So yeah, I sub to it for the horror movie variants, and I was well impressed by that book. No, I did. I enjoyed um, it a lot as well. And I, I, what it gave me was this total despondency as I read it. I thought as soon as like Cyborg lands and everyone starts ripping their, their head out, their faces off, and rip, rip, attacking each other, I went, well, there's only one way this can go, and it's fucking downhill now. Yeah. And I, I was like, ooh. <laughs> and spoilers for issue one, but I mean, essentially they've, I mean, Tom Taylor, bold move, taking out Batman in the first issue. I know, I think I but think that's Batman gone now. If you think about it, like, if Batman is now this one of these zombies, he's going to be a real threat, because he's Batman, but a zombie. Like, if he's still, you know, what's the word, Co- cognitive? Is well, we don't know. We don't know if it if it uh, if it transfers via biting like a classic zombie mm. thing. At the moment, it is like a visual equation. That's you true. read this, so we just might Batman just might be dead. Mm. Which yeah. that would be even probably like a bigger hit for them because he's he is one of the brains. So they might have to turn to Lex. Shout out to Ricky Three D for recommending me that book. He's a he's a big Tom Taylor fan. Oh, I'm just seeing this. Now, what you've got next on top of your pile. Yeah, well, something else before this one. Another X-Men book. Um, X-Force, written by Ed Brisson, who I really champion as a writer. I think he's really good. Um, They did have a good artist on this book. It was the same guy that did Cosmic Ghost Rider. Oh, yeah. Um, But he's gone now, and we've got somebody else uh, who is, is nowhere near as good. Actually, he might be jumping back on. I don't know. Either way, this book is dragging... And I'm a bit disappointed. It's only on issue eight, and yeah, it's starting to get a bit iffy. You would hate it. It's Kid Cable, uh, mm. Shatterstar, Domino, but lots of timey wimey stuff going on. You want to be A Force, mate? That's what you want. Bit A Force. Let's life. talk about one of the worst books I've read in a long time. This is that one. Okay, so it's Rob Liefeld's return to Marvel Comics. Where's he, he been, by the way? I know he has returned, but like Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> um, he has a massive Deadpool collection. Would you believe it? Like mm. he, he shows it on Instagram all the time. Like, but anyway, he is back writing and drawing comics, and he shouldn't have come back because this issue one of Major X is dreadful. 
It really is. It got loads of pre-orders now, as well, didn't it? I bought two copies of this shit because I, it's a first appearance, you know, and I'm a bit of a speculator. Mm-hmm. And what a waste because it's been a flop and it's awful. It really is, mate. I mean, it's very 90s. And I love 90s, don't get me wrong, but this is like the bad 90s stuff that was even... even I Look at that bulge, lad. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. That man's got a chode dick. (laughs) So I'm saying. Yeah, Rob Liefeld famously can't draw feet and dicks either. He wouldn't be good on a Batman black label. Who's that going to be? Is that Beast, but he's old? Yeah, I don't know. I I really struggled with this book. It was awful. Um, needless to say, it does cause him Hank. Yeah. I'd... Oh no! Oh no! 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 It's, yeah, the art's awful. It's isn't terrible. It? It's, it's even it, actually no. It's worth a read just to see how bad it is. It just. But it's terrible. So has he drawn this as well? Yeah. God. I mean, it might have been better if he if he'd let somebody else write it, maybe. Yeah, and he could focus on the drawing. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the combination of him writing and drawing it is just bad. Bad all round, mate. So, yeah, as a real X-Men fan and a Cable fan, you know, uh, even a Liefeld fan to some extent, you know, I mean, I love Deadpool. But this was terrible. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just like, can't, I mean... I wouldn't mind, but he's got all the hard hit, isn't he? Deadpool. Yeah. Um, Wolverine. It's so bad. Beast. <laughs> it's so bad. Domino. And did, this didn't hit with you at all? No, no, no. No, it was awful. I mean, it just implied then. I just quickly saw it. It said something like uh, Wolverine went into berserker mode, it says. But then uh, Beast just took him out. It was like, well, that is not berserker mode, then. Yeah, it was very disappointing. Uh, oh, and oh, I've just read the last page and it's a fucking hate X-Men. What a bunch of shit. Oh, I'm such and such as first son twice removed from the future with a cat. Yeah, it's another cable thing, isn't it? Oh, I hate it. Hate it. Just honestly, they need to get... This is why I don't want X-Men in the MCU because it's so, so convoluted. And the only way they're going to get it right is by pissing off all the X-Men fans. And not doing it X Men at all. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, in the rumor is that they're going to carry on in the Marvel movies as they have done, taking inspiration from the Ultimate Comics, mm. in which Scarlet Witch creates mutants. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Let's talk about issue one of Sabrina the Teenage Witch from Archie Comics. Oh, I still haven't read this. It's poo. Don't bother. <laughs> oh, I thought you um, said you liked the. Oh no, you like no, the tree they brought I, out. I love the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't like this new reboot they've done with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's just I'm not the target audience. No. Okay, it's for teenage girls, so I didn't like it. Not, not a lot more to say about it. Yeah, but Chilling Adventures of Sabrina from Archie Horror. Now, I watched the show, loved the show, and Abby bought the first trade of Chilling Adventures, um, written by Roberto Aguasacasa. Oh, I just butchered that name. That's Write, easy for you to say. Writing, um, yeah, he wrote the book, and art is by Robert Hack. Much easier to say. Now, 
the art is perfect for that vibe. It is just a horror book, and it is wonderful. It is one of the best books I've read in ages. So the first trade compiles issues one to five. Um, the second trade is completely out of print. You can't get hold of it. So they've recently really reprinted the second trade in like um, a prestige format, sort of one like a second edition with a with a spine, but it's a floppy. If you know what I mean. Okay. Um, so it's called Monster Size. So that collects issues six, seven, and eight. Now eight was the last issue, which came out in August two thousand seventeen. Issue nine has been in the works since then. And it's what? A, issue nine is a part three of the Witch War as well, which is so frustrating. So you get to the end, you read issue eight, you're like, fantastic, let's carry on. No, it's still, it's been solicited for years now. What? But what's up? So is Jared the, Way working on this? No, the problem is the writer Roberto. I can't say his his double barrel surname. Um, he is writing and producing the Sabrina TV show, right? And Riverdale. Right. So he's preoccupied with that. So he's stopped writing the books. Oh now, the artist, Robert Hack, he's ready to go. Follow him on Instagram. He's posting Sabrina stuff. He's, he's brilliant. He's ready to go. There's just no material there. We need this writer to start writing this book again because it's so good, dude. But if you've got, surely, if you've already got part one and part two, you know what part three is going to be. So, Matt... I'm I'm fuming. <laughs> you haven't even read I'm it. I haven't read that. That to me is total mismanagement. That's horrible. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, dude. I mean, can you imagine the paycheck difference? Comics, you know what? They sell a few thousand issues. He doesn't get anything for that, really. Yeah. Think about how much he's getting for producing those TV shows. Yeah. You know. But I feel like those TV shows, like they could have pushed um, this newest series of Sabrina. To October, like the last one, but they kind of brought it out quite early. I even feel like this new series was rushed a little. It was two episodes that were completely unnecessary and did nothing. So, well, I recommend you checking this book out. I, well, I kind of, so I'm going to check out up to issue six. I'm not going to read any further until he brings out that damn issue nine because I will just be in this total state of frustration like I was as a 15 year old boy when I discovered what vaginas were oh god <laughs> you just carry on and carry on and then you end up there don't you? <laughs> but no um, it's it's so good man I was blown away by it and it's nothing like the TV show in regards to storylines um, yeah but you can see where they've, they've they've been slightly inspired by the book for the TV show but it's gone completely different ways. Um, but awesome stuff. Um, I've also been reading Batman Beyond now. <coughs> oh, you've been catching up. I've been catching you? up. I've made I it. I read Batman Beyond when it was bring it out in issue form. I stopped because of my job thing, which I feel like we need to have that as a soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> when, so... I, when, I, when, I, when I stopped, why did you stop? Uh, so it was the 2015 run that started yeah. uh, with... Dan Jurgens writing it, who I really like. I mean, a lot of people don't, but I like the simplicity of his writing. Yes, um, it's nice and easy to follow. It's really easy. When you get home from work super late and you just want to chill out in bed and read a book, Dan Jurgens is your guy. Mm-hmm. Just a bit of mindless fun. Um, but yeah, it was 16 issues in 2015, and then it carried on 
after uh, did you read that whole run no, no again I think I had to stop it like annoyingly well like, do you know that Tim is now yes back yes not Tim sorry Terry Terry McGinnis the original Batman Beyond I think I do so yeah Terry came back it's been and, a while and he is now um, Batman uh, it's on issue 32 now uh, but the art was by Cliff Chang on the original run and he did a lot of this current one and I loved it. It really suited the story. And it felt like you were watching the cartoon. Mm. Now, the past maybe five to eight issues have been other artists jumping on and off. And it's really gone a bit bit rocky because we've we've lost Cliff Chang, unfortunately. Um, but I'm still reading it. It's still great. There's been a really cool story with the Joker coming back. And a scene in the Batcave with a Robin and a crowbar. And some cool stuff going on. Okay. Like, re- really cool stuff. I'm enjoying Batman Beyond. Did you spot the TARDIS? TARDIS? Where? What? So, in I only must have read up to issue 8 or something. But, in one of the large double-page spreads, yeah. there's a secret TARDIS. Oh, is there? Yeah, mate. I spotted it. I was like, I think I Instagrammed it. Cliff must have been a fan. I Instagrammed it back in the day, and mm. everyone was like, oh shit, yeah, that, that is that is the TARDIS. It doesn't look like it. It fucking is the TARDIS. So, I've also been reading Hotel Oblivion. Yeah. Umbrella Academy. Um, issue 6 was the last one to come out. Issue The final one, Issue 7, is due this is next what, week, I think. This is what threw me off guard, because when you said Issue 6, I was like, I can't have read it, because... It's the final issue. I've not read the final issue because comics normally come in sixes. Yeah, yeah, it's so, not. Yeah, it's, yeah, seven. I don't. How are you going to wrap it up in one issue? Yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I really enjoyed issue six. Um, it was the payoff to all this weird, random meshing of story threads. Yeah. It was the payoff. It was the big bombastic fight with this ridiculous villain. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but it was something stupid, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it was like very Gerard way. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends. But I do not have a clue how they're going to adapt this into season two of Umbrella Academy Netflix show. <laughs> like, are they going to use this as no, the next series? No, surely they're series? not going to go down the last run. No, because series one was a mashup of volumes one and two, wasn't it? So they are, if they're going to follow the comics, they're going to have to what take... What happened in volume two again? It was... Essentially, the um, you know the clouds thing with um, Vietnam, a lot of it was that, and a lot of it was um, the president stuff as well. Pogo and number six, that was volume two. I feel there's I feel there's a lot. They mash those two volumes together. I mean, again, I might have to go back and in, read it in I the feel... same vein as Sabrina. They very lightly are inspired by the comics they they pinch a few bits and bobs mm. from it and create their own story but yeah it will be interesting to see what they but do Gerard Way's working quite closely two. with them isn't he as well I don't know how closely but he said he, he I think he gets I think he's an executive producer yeah or something like that we'll see but the book's good the book's good uh, another great book I'm just loving it Shazam issue 5 haven't read it yet oh have I it was on the list one. It wasn't on the list. Okay, maybe not. It wasn't on the list. Still, it, it's great. You know. Yeah, I haven't read this one yet. Black Adam's turned up. He's gonna. Well, what would you say? I'm gonna. It's the first page. Well, yeah, I know Black Adam's turned up, up at the last, last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they're in the fun lands, they're in the game lands, they're, they're all over the show, and I think that this is what they're going to do in the sequel for I the movie. I think it is as well, yeah. Um, which I can't wait to see. I am loving Shazam. Jeff Johns can do no wrong in my eyes, and I love the art by Dale Eaglesham. Um, I also read Detective Comics issue 1000. Favourite story um, in it? I thought it, was, I thought it was a really nice collection of stories. One of my favourite stories in it completely took me off guard because it was only credited who wrote it at the very end. Yeah, it's going to be... Well, was the Kevin Smith story. Yes, motherfucker! Now, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Smith when it comes to his comic books, but that little story that he did about the gun and the, the bat symbol on his chest was so clever yeah. and subtle and just... It was... Oh, it was great. Mate, oh, and well, the art was good in it as well. Because I noticed, like, obviously, every fight he's having, he's getting hit, hit in the, the chest. chest yeah. And I was like, something's going on with that. And then, obviously, when you get to the end, it's like, oh, shit. Spoilers for Detective Comics issue 1000. He's melted down the gun that killed his parents and used it as his uh, shield on his chest, basically. Yeah, yeah, as his bat symbol. And that is so cool. I mean, he's, he's essentially, like injecting himself directly into the veins of Batman continuity there as well. But yeah, I like love every it. time. It's, I love it. It's 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 so good. And like also showing this this side to Bruce Wayne where that's why Pennyworth is like that's a bit dark even Fury goes, No, I'm not getting I haven't bought the gun to yeah. be dark. I'm gonna turn it into a force for good. You know, which is what Batman is. Yeah. He takes a dark moment, yeah. so the shooting of his parents and his deepest fear and turns it into a force for good. That's that's Batman. I loved it. And I got to tell Kevin Smith that himself. Oh, no way. Okay, so if anyone didn't know that hasn't listened to JB's podcast... You did it on the Talk Nerdy podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so JB and Gaz uh, met Kevin Smith. Um, so I haven't spoken to you about this in person. <laughs> no, we've not. But, so you told him about this Batman story that you liked. Yeah, dude, right. So he... Because well, he threw me off because I went, "You're Kevin Smith," and he went, "I am. How are you?" It's like, "How am I?" <laughs> like Kevin Smith is asking me uh, how I'm I am. I just defecated in yeah, my pants. Like, so he was like, "Come on, let's get some photos. Let's get some photos." He was really up for it, and then I, some other people came over and went, "Oh my god, you are Kevin Smith," and he was like, he "Said it again." You know, I am. Like, do you want a photo as well? And I saw he's about to go, like, to speak to these people after he took my photo. So I quickly went. One, I turned to that couple and just went one more thing and turned and went, Kevin, your run on Detective Comics 1000, your story was the best story in that one. And he gushed, he genuinely went, like, put his hand on his chest and then did that thing with his hand. I went, oh, stop. I went, no, I'm serious. I went, your one stood out a mile. And he just went, put it there and put his hand up for me to high five. I was like, oh my God, he wants oh, to And high five when I walked away and Gaz was like going, that was cool. I was like, I'm fucking shaking oh, right now. Oh my God, dude, that's incredible. He was, I'm welling up just you telling that story. But he was, he was it meant that, I think that meant a lot to him because he must hear all yeah, the time, yeah. oh, I like Jane Silent Bob, I like Dogma. Yeah, yeah. But I immediately, because I'm reading Hit Girl as well at the moment, I nearly oh, said. What did you think of issue two of Hit Girl? Um... Du, 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 du. The one with the Harvey Weinstein shit going Oh, on. yeah. Did you like it? I like it. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> I love this story, mate. It's it's proper. It's, but he set the tone. It's Hollywood. It's He's going down. And it, it's very much treading on the la, on the shadow of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back going to stop a movie about themselves <laughs> being made. 
It's just, it's very on that. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, that was the best story in the book. Easily. It was Jim Lee on pencils as well. Yeah. That's why the art was so good. Um, that was, it was very good. Like you say, it stood out a mile. What did you think of the Snyder one at the start? Very Snyder. Batman's longest case. Yeah. So he was travelling the world for years trying to figure out this case and, and then eventually stumbled upon this secret society with the question, Hawkman, Martian Manhunter, um, Hawk Girl. Everyone's just sat there waiting for him. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you've, you've, you've done it, you've cracked the case, now check out this book. And Batman's like, oh my God. Like... I thought it was it was quite funny because he that one's called Batman's longest case, isn't it? The story itself, yeah. Is co- so, but someone else has done a story called like Batman's hardest case or something <laughs> like that. I just pictured like Snyder and whoever the other writer was like being in a, in a meeting. Go, everyone, write up what's your idea on the board. Oh, here we go, here we go. It's what? called Batman's greatest case. Yeah, yeah. So I can picture, I can picture. You know which... who that's written by? Tom King. It's that's <laughs> Tom King. So I picture Snyder getting up and going, Batman's longest case, and sitting back down, being like, and then looking over at Tom King, going, match that dickhead, and Tom King going, Batman's greatest case, <laughs> bell end. Yeah, um, I think Batman's um, the one I enjoyed the least was. Is it the Legend of Newt Brody, written I... by Paul Dini, creator of Harley Quinn, or yeah. co-creator? Should I say? Yeah, I really did. Dustin Nugent on pencils. Yeah, I didn't like that one. I um, thought it was odd to make Batman seem like he was bumbling into cases almost. It wasn't even Batman. Like someone's got to be Newt today, and the... yeah, very odd. Very odd. Uh, the Becky Cloonan story, Batman's design, was very good. She did the art on that. Warren Ellis was the writer. That was cool. Yeah. That was the one where like Batman faced off against the dude at the end, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You yeah, want to yeah. be like yeah. me in the warehouse? You know I mean? In yeah. the warehouse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Definitely dope. like that one. Uh, Return to Crime Alley. Denny O'Neill was the writer. Steve Epting was the artist. My issue with that is the very first page didn't make any sense that she would say. Bruce, no. Yeah, and then final yeah. page, you show yeah. that people are conscious and awake. Yeah. Well, thank you, dickhead. I totally agree with that. Although the art was great on it. Um, what else was the? There was there was a there was a. Oh, few... the one which really annoyed me was um, the one where he has to go to um, Raz Al Ghul's men. Oh, this is it. I yeah. hated that. Yeah, it's... it didn't make any fucking sense. It wasn't great. Nothing happened. Nothing happened in that. Batman yeah, is useless. Wasn't great either. Yeah, I, 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 if I had been on the thing of DC going, we need stories for Batman Detective Comics, our 1000th issue, I would have sent that one back since, sorry, you've just not made the cut there. Go. Yeah, but it's felt. It, well, it was Neil Adams was was the artist, but yeah, it didn't work at it all. It didn't do anything. I'd say, but what's the story? The one that did work was the one that immediately followed this by Brian Michael Bendis. Is this the one of the photo? This is the Penguin one. Oh, yes! Now, that was really good. Yeah, dude. Alex Maliev was on Art and Colours. Um, wow. I mean, just to look at, it's astounding. Yeah, it's a gorgeous one. You book. can tell that gorgeous the guy book. is... Um, done the colours on it too do you know what I mean they just complement his work so well um, and Bendis yeah knocking it out of the park on Batman yeah just amazing the way that give him Batman yeah actually let's yeah, woo, actually let's speculate who's going to take over Batman 
Is it going to be Bendis? To be fair, it's not like Bendis... After that, I want to see Bendis It's Batman. not like Batman... But, but it's not like Batman. It's not like Bendis would go, what, another project? Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't possibly. I'm doing two Superman books. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd love that. I'd love yeah. Bendis on Batman. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We, we, yeah. we even said when Bendis was going over, we were like, Superman? Yeah. Really? Okay. Now, I love this one. You know which one it is. The last crime in Gotham. Jeff Johns paired up with oh, Kelly Jones. Yes. Oh, oh I, that got me in the feels. I'm sorry, there's a bit of jizz on the page from where I got a big. Oh, this got so me, me in the feels so so hard. I love this. In fact, no, this was my favourite one. This was better than the Tom, uh, the Kevin. Smith I will one. tell Kevin Smith. We have, we have <laughs> stayed in touch. So. Throughout the thing, you're like, "What the fuck's going on?" You've you obviously got you got Batman, you got Catwoman, and their son and their daughter, and, <laughs> and you've got the Bat Dog as well. It's probably not. Um, oh, it's Echo. Yeah, that yeah. threw me. That was the one thing that yeah, threw me. Obviously, Bat Dog. I don't remember obviously, Bat Dog. <laughs> he'd be dead by now. Um, but no, I thought it was great because obviously it was an alternate look on what Bruce would like as his future. Yeah. Um, you know, and you only sort of figure out at the end, which is classic Jeff Johns, because it's just so clever. And obviously the art was just out of this world. Um, I'm a huge Kelly Jones fan. He draws my favourite Batman. Um, I tweeted about this, and former guest of the show, Ben Allen, I say former like he's not allowed back on now. Oh, like he's dead. <laughs> yeah. no. Um, guest of the pod, Ben Allen. Um, he he was like, dude, it, it was awful. Him and I don't what? Know, yeah, him and Jack are not fans of Kelly Jones. What? Um, yeah, oh. so it's very polarizing. But I, you and me were in the same boat. Loved that. Um, James Tinian did a story. There's some really nice stuff in it. Oh, I didn't. Oh, hold on, James Tinian. Let me see that one. I don't think I liked it. It's. it's is this the. Yeah, this was this was a, uh, Robin the story. It really annoyed me that I was I was like we've had plenty of Robin stories. Yeah, there was one thing that someone pointed out, or was it you that pointed this out on your podcast? There's no Joker story. Yeah, I said that. There was yeah, nothing with the Joker. A disservice to the character completely. I mean, Detective Comics. What's Batman's greatest villain? Joker should have been in there. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's only in that one scene where. Um, Kevin Smith has him hitting him in the chest and that's it I think maybe there might be one other yeah. scene where he's just holding him Yeah. but it's there's no Joker based comic which I was a bit shocked at obviously you got uh, Batman's Greatest Case by Tom King is uh, that is, which is the one is that the one about the the photograph the photograph yeah no very Tom King story yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> art by Tony S Daniel and Joel which Jones. it brings you to that lovely splash mm, that one beautiful there. but my issue with it was right can you tell me because I, I mean I am a Batman fan Batman set the self timer and took a picture of everybody yeah right piss off you the um, signal <laughs> the signal right that's um, spoiler spoiler who was that? That's Huntress. Huntress! Yeah. Flipping heck, right. That's... Soon to be seen in an upcoming DC movie. Oh, looks yeah. nothing like that. No. <laughs> and then that's... The dog. Yes, that dog. <laughs> I mean, that ruins it! Look at <laughs> it! It's so, it's so well done, and then... Duh! Like that. It needs putting down, that one. Ah. Oh. I've just noticed, by the way, 
The War of the Realms looks a lot like Year of the Black Rainbow. Oh yeah, similar font. Similar font, just thought then. I don't know. And that was the final story in it, and then we got some lovely splash pages, just bits of art by various Batman artists over the years. That double page one by Jason Fabok. Yeah, that was lovely. I liked liked that. I liked some people donating Mm. art to it. That was a really inventive thing to do. Really cool. It, It reminded me a little bit of Batman issue... 50 was it the wedding one where every page was was like this that was my sorry my big problem by the way on Tom King's one he did a full Snyder with that one page where he stood at his grave at his mum dad's grave oh yeah the amount of speech boxes what's his name who does White Knight would have must have recoiled in horror when he read that Sean Murphy (laughs) Yeah. yeah Now, I really enjoyed Detective Comics issue 1000. Obviously, there were a few misses, but mostly it was a big hit for me. Yeah, I think it was. Loved it. Um, And you got the correct cover as well. Yeah, it was the 1940s, was it? 1950s variant. I feel that I felt like I'm I'm writing a blog on that at the moment, but it's it's finding time. I'll probably finish it this week. But I was astonished at how little good covers came out I like in comparison to what you can get mm. I just didn't like so many of them this this one got it because it was it's good but at the same time there's a part of me that got it because it was the best of a bad bunch it didn't have much competition in my opinion I don't know how where you stand on that well I got it because it was that is that to me it sums up detective comics it makes me think of all those old ridiculous comics that originally came out you know, with like yeah. the rainbow Batman and, you know, mm-hmm. like the mummy Batman's on there. <laughs> you can see a bit of the kilt. Kilt uh, Batman, the giant leg of a giant Batman. It's it, it, That's when I remember reading like old detective comics. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't around obviously in the, the 50s. No, no. But I've read those sorts of comics and that, I, I, I just loved it, what it captured and the fact that Robin was on the cover too. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's carry on the theme of awesome comics. Let's talk about Marvel comics for a minute. Okay, so Spider-Man Life Story is um, a six-issue mini that yeah. Chip Zdarsky is writing, yeah. and art is by Mark Bagley, a classic Spider-Man artist. Now, you mentioned this to me a few months back. You were like, oh, have you heard this new thing they're doing, Life Story? It's essentially a what-if story if it happened in real time. Yeah. So, obviously, Spider-Man started in the 60s, um, you know, Realistically, what would have happened? Would he have been enlisted to, you know, the war and stuff like that? And I was like, oh, that sounds okay. And then I heard really good reviews about issue one. I was like, okay, I'll pick this up. And I was blown away by it. And I, it. this is the best comic that Marvel are putting out at the moment. I don't tell me about three. I haven't read three yet. That's the only oh, thing. Oh damn. Okay. Well, wasn't on the list. Right. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was on the list, but whatever. I can talk about this without spoiling it. Yeah. Basically, okay, so I love the covers. I love the fact that it's a different colour every time, different theme. It reminds me of the Sex Criminals covers. Well, you know why? Because it's It's being drawn by Chip Zdarsky. Exactly. So he's doing the covers. Um, And it is a brilliant read from month to month. Mm. Because every month you're like, you're in a different decade. I love it. I absolutely love it. Blown away by it. Um, it kind of tries to keep in canon with what was happening actually in the stories then. Yeah, but it then. takes it a different way. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I laughed when you described it to me. I was like, what? He's, he's going to go to what? Is he going to take his costume? And it was funny. It made me laugh because he actually says that in, in issue one. Yeah. Like, oh, I should have taken my costume. <laughs> it, it, he doesn't end up going anyway, does he? Um, Spoiler. But no, 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 he doesn't. Um, um, and I like the fact that, that then it shows the hit other heroes. So Cap gets like... Yeah, yeah. So Cap is thoroughly involved in, you know, the 1967 Vietnam War. Um, as a freedom fighter, essentially. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah freedom fighter. Um, it's so clever. Chip Zdarsky is one of my favourite writers, dude. I mean, he did Howard the Duck, didn't he, as well, which oh. is a complete contrast to this. But He understands he, all the characters, that's oh, why. Yeah, he, he's, he gets so, it. he's so good, man. I, so I, good. I, I loved the, this second one because it just played on the whole... The whole Gwen Stacy dying, the clones. It tackled the clones thing, and I think it did it perfectly as well. Because mm. the twist at the end as well, spoilers for Spider-Man Life Story, is the Gwen he thought he knew and loved was actually the clone. I mean, it was total, a total twist at the end, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, okay, it's only halfway through now. Issue 4 comes out soon. But this is... This is probably my favourite version of Spider-Man. Like, I want this to be... I mean, I just don't even know where it's going either, but it's well, just it's perfect. got everyone being old and dying. Yeah, but it's, it's got perfect. Him. I mean, an issue three, the 80s, love that cover with him in a coffin in wait. the black costume. This was outstanding. I'm, I'm Have you not read any of it? No. no. Honestly, I, mean, I, I had to make a choice. Did I read that or did I read something else that was on your list? And I went, went back and you put Spider-Man Life Story 1 and 2. Because oh, right. I don't think 3 had come out when you okay. wrote that oh, list. It, so I went right and just read the other thing. So issue 4 comes out on the 12th of oh. June. And I've I've already subbed to the whole series, so that's just going to come out. I mean, I feel like these would look great framed. Yeah, yeah. Or like in a row. They would. Yeah, outstanding I, yeah. book and I recommend it to any any Spider-Man fan you need to pick this up and don't worry about catching up to anything because it is literally a standalone what if kind yeah. of thing and yeah amazing the handling of Kurt Connors as well was quite brave but I liked it as well yeah and the there was, there's actually especially in that second one he's not in his Spider-Man costume a lot it's more about Peter Parker but that's what I like about it because yeah. I'm not noticing that. Yeah, I'm reading it, but really, I'm enjoying it rather than be like, say, a lot of people had issue with the film Iron Man Two because he's only in the suit for like 15 minutes of the entire fucking film, and that's because actually the story wasn't strong enough and didn't hold up enough to to let him do that. But if a story's well written, a character's well written, it doesn't mm. fucking matter. Oh yeah, it's such a beautiful retelling. I knew um, you'd like it. That's why I was so hard on recommending it to you. I can't believe you kind of like, went, oh, okay. I almost didn't get it, but then I, obviously I heard other positive things about it. But then, but then I heard other people talking about it and thought, well... <laughs> you haven't read it yet. You were no, just but like, oh, I'm, it looks cool. I'm good at... I reckon my prediction, my predictometer is quite good. I reckon about eight, eight out of ten cats agree <laughs> that I get it. Right, a hundred percent of the time, forty percent of the time. What's not good is Batman Who Laughs. Um, I haven't read that. Started off strong, but it's on issue five now, and yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's been so up and down. Who's writing so that? Hard, Snyder, <laughs> obviously. It's so hard to follow. Um, I mean, it's probably the kind of series that will need a reread once it's done. 
Um, but issue five was definitely the weakest issue. It's, Disappointed. It's, it's, it's Snyder being very Snyder. It's funny, right? Because I'm reading, just to slightly digress, I'm reading Batman Eternal right now. I'm about two-thirds of the way through this massive chunky trade that it is. I think if I'd read it... 52 issues, isn't it? If I'd read I, I own all 52 singles. Well, bully for you, I don't know how you read them as you did. I didn't. I haven't read it yet. Oh, haven't you? Oh, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. oh my days. Right, so... I reckon if I'd done it issue by issue... It was have, weekly. And even weekly, yeah. I might have got lost. I might have forgotten bits, so I might have oh. gone... Goose has appeared. Oh, hello, Goose. Um, but, what is he doing? Oh, doesn't know. Hamster of the pod, Goose. <laughs> but he... Um, reading it as one consecutive trade, it's become this amazing epic masterpiece that I'm thoroughly really getting into yeah. and I've took like this is my third break from it so I've just read a massive chunk and then put it down but I, I think issue by issue it wouldn't have hit well, home with me I have a feeling that Snyder is a bit like that he needs he reads better oh, yeah, as a train. Well, I mean what did I mention before volume one of the new Justice League run the totality I bought it in singles dropped off because I struggled to follow month by month I've read it as a trade now, and it flows so much better. Because he writes some complex stuff, does Snyder. No, he does. And you have to be giving it your full attention. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, you'll miss something, and it won't make sense. Mm. You know, I, I do this thing with Snyder where I'll, if I'm not concentrating, I'll go through by three three pages, and then I'll be like, wait, what's going on? Because I didn't read something as intently as I should have done. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of skimmed over it. So, yeah, totally agree there, mate. Snyder requires your full attention. Um, and I will get to Batman Eternal and we'll get to chat about it at some point. But what I'm doing is I've got this list uh, off the internet where it gives you chronological order of every Batman book. So mm. it slots into Snyder's run. Yeah, it does. So I'm going to read it as I'm reading Snyder's run. Uh, so yeah, we will talk about it eventually. I'm also carrying on with Fantastic Four. Issue 9 came out. It's great. To be honest, it's one of Marvel's best books, in my opinion. Absolute gem. Dan Slott's writing it. All right. Um, love it. Uh, the artist was Aaron Cudder. Um, he did a lot of the Cody and Cambria comics, which I really enjoyed. Nice, Aaron um, Shudder. I, I don't know who's on it now. I think it might be someone different. But either way, it doesn't matter because the story's great. And I'm just loving Fantastic Four, man. I love them. Um, I'm also loving Amazing Spider-Man. Now, Hunted is the event that's going on at the moment. Are you caught up with Hunted? Issue I'm, 21 came out most recently, I think. I'm, I think I am. I Have think... you read um, the HU issues like Gibbon, Wizard, yes. Vulture? Yeah. Okay, so we can talk about it. So, Nick Spencer, fantastic, as usual. Hunted has been great. Yes. Now, issue 18, HU completely blew me away which was the Gibbon, Gibbon issue one, yeah. <laughs> the Gibbon issue wow I did not expect a one shot spin off from an event about the Gibbon to get me as much it had no right being that good like, <laughs> it was amazing it got me in the feel I got yeah. choked up at the end I was like holy shit I'm almost crying over a comic about the Gibbon <laughs> one of the worst super, uh, Spider-Man villains in history. Like, he's got a way of going, like, he's got this wow. um, James Gunn ability of yes. taking a, a, yes. a, a non, 
a non-name villain yes. or hero and just going humanizing them, yeah, making good, making it compelling. I mean, that might be. I mean, we'll do the Chris's comics awards at the end of the year but that might be my favorite comic book issue of the year so far but the given the given issue <laughs> of amazing spider-man the hunted spin-off 18 hu wow i was blown away by that now the lizard one was cool too the vulture one i didn't like as much i liked um, the vulture one because i felt like i got more in the head of this character who, mm. who clearly probably even believes his own lies like he be- he he he, mm. he 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 actually he's not I don't know who he's trying to convince more himself or other people that what he's doing is the correct thing to do I liked that I like getting in the head of the vulture rather than just be casting off the gibbon and just being like oh it's what a bad guy does mm-hmm. actually seeing why he did it and his and his mindset and it is all very interesting I think the whole story is interesting and yeah. again it's it's complex but not overly complex I'm not at any point doing a Snyder and going, oh, what, have I missed something? What's he referring to here? And Spencer is harkening back to previous titles. And oh, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I read the last, Craven's last one. Yeah, oh, me too, dude, because how much more weight does this story hold when yeah. you know the last hunt? You know, I mean, it's pulling. I mean, you've even got, um, what's that character called? That's like a rat. Vermin. Yeah, vermin. You've even got vermin appearing and, and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, shit. But yeah, I mean, he's he's pulling Nick Spencer. I mean, he he stated that before he took over on Spider Man, he actually read every Spider Man issue from the beginning. So he no. knows, yeah he knows Spider Man not as well as Dan Slott, but he's pulling from deep cuts. He's he's pulling from Spider Man continuity from you know way back in the sixties. So. He's doing his job and he's doing it right. And what I like about this as well, by the way, is like Hunted as... It's a clever it, concept. It's essentially yeah. Battle Royale in Central Park with supervillains yeah. and Spider-Man. Yeah, and then... And robots. Had, it's Craven had, robots. Yeah, and it's had this lovely twist where it turns out actually Craven wants to... You know, the people who have... The rich, have, wealthy the rich people, actually, yeah. No, you don't get to do this. You don't get the pleasure mm-hmm. of the hunt, actually, which yeah. made more sense. Yeah, like, thank yeah. God. All right, that's cool. Yeah. And um, I like the fact that this also built up over a few comics prior. Yeah. We've just seen a bit of Craven. Um, but prior to that, like you've said, we've seen the, the Shush character with Mysterio and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We still haven't had that mm. sorted. And it also explains why we saw them try and kidnap uh, Connors in the lab. He's really woven this mm. very great thread of a story. Some which, may say a web. A web. <laughs> <laughs> he's, th- he's got this massive web of a story. And it doesn't feel forced. It honestly feels like he's worked on this for a like Harry Potter style. Mm. Like the way J.K. Yeah. Rowling has put little snippets in earlier books that actually are foreshadowing mm. but they don't seem like it at the time and they don't stand out and it's then they can harken back to it he's, he's you know who just, does that Tom King Tom, oh fucking hell he does he plays the long game <laughs> he put, well, hmm. but no Amazing Spider-Man fantastic yeah. I mean when I saw this Hunted event coming up I was a bit dubious because again events are renowned for not pulling it off you know and are being frustrating to keep up with with spin-offs and stuff but out of all the events in recent memory, Hunted is one of the best, I'd say. 
Do we read Symbiote Spider-Man? Because it isn't tied in. Well, okay, that's the next one on my list, funny enough. Symbiote Spider-Man is a five-issue mini, which is coming out, uh, written by Peter David. Um, he's famous for writing Star Trek novels. He did Young Justice for DC, the classic one. He also did X Factor, and he created Spider-Man 2099. So he's got a bit of clout behind him, this mm-hmm. writer. Art is by Greg Land who we mentioned previously, mm. the porn guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I bought issue one solely for the Gwen Stacy variant cover by Art Germ because it's beautiful. Oh, I haven't seen I that. I want to frame that. It's on my Instagram if you want to check it out, at, at Chris J. Wakefield. It's also on that shelf ready to be at, framed. Wait, at Chris J. Wakefield? That's my name. Is it, though? Well, it's my, J, J is the initial of my middle name. Is it all right, Thor? You doing it again? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my. oh yeah, it's Chris J. Wake. Yeah, J. Wakefield. Um, oh. I'll just show you it. I've got it right here, dude. You'll be scrolling for a while. You'll be scrolling. <laughs> oh, I've just noticed you do a pattern on your Instagram, don't you? That's my feed, dude. I can't believe you haven't noticed. You don't love me at all. No, I never look at people's feeds. I just see posts as they come. Oh, yeah. I haven't noticed you post like normal thing comic. Yeah, normal thing comic. I find that it evens out. Um, the feed if you look oh found it here it is right here in my hands okay yeah so that's a beautiful cover that is a nice cover love it Um, so that was the only reason why I picked up issue one now I was impressed by issue one and I probably I'd probably carry on with it Um, it's it's basically an evergreen story set when Spider-Man had the black costume on Mysterio showing up now it's cool I might but it's not essential, it's not in main. I might get and wait till trade. I'm already picking up so yeah. many issues as it is. I don't need really to pick up anything that I don't need. Um, another Spider-Man book that I read, um, it was Election Day. I got the hardcover with Obama on the cover. I don't know if you saw that. I saw that, um, yeah. Written by Mark Guggenheim, art by John Romita Jr. Now, I don't know why I do this to myself. Okay? <laughs> um, I see Spider-Man and I'm like, yeah, I love Spider-Man. But this book was terrible. It was a real struggle to get through. The storyline was um, less than enthralling and the art was just horrendous. How so, much was it? Oh, I don't know. I saw it on eBay. It must have been that pricey. I'm, I'm thinking that. Because but, you don't like... As, it, yeah. as you aptly said, I, I never noticed JRJR. I hadn't even put that together. Maybe. Yeah, that's a... that's a, a fr- Well, not a phrase, but that's a term used for him for, all yeah. the time. I'm too formal, me. John Um, Reza Jr. But no, I hated that. I really hated it. Um, Let's talk about some more Marvel comics. Oh no, let's talk about some DC comics, right? A couple before I go into my free comic book day haul. Um, Let's talk about Heroes in Crisis issue 8. Now, Hmm. issue 9, the final one came out today. Today. Which is, we're recording on Wednesday, the 29th of May. Um, So... It concludes the day, and we don't know, as we are speaking right yeah, now... Yeah, we don't how. know how this ends, but to be honest, right now, I couldn't give a shit, because I hated issue 8. Um, now, we've made it no... You know, we, we loved this to begin with, right? Very much you so. You were saying, it's better, I'm enjoying it more than Doomsday Clock, which yeah. is a bold claim. Now, I loved it too. I love Tom King and I love Clay Man. Now, since we spoke about the first couple of issues, it's gone through... Varying degrees of success with its storytelling, I'll mm. say. Uh, we've lost Clay Man, I think. Um, so I think that it suffered with the artist changes. Um, Mitch Gerrards is on this one. But 
essentially it's been a murder mystery story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been getting a lot of shit online. And I've defended it up until issue eight. Now, what are your thoughts on it, man? My thoughts on issue eight are, have you ever seen the show Dallas? Well, no, but I've heard of it. Right. It's the cowboy thing, isn't it? The American uh, TV show. Kind of, yeah. But there was this massive murder mystery in Dallas, right? Who shot JR? Who shot... JR, JR. Who shot John Romita Jr., <laughs> right? Um, which then they concluded, and people got very pissed off at this massive epic, the end, that it was all a dream, right? It was all a dream and none of it actually happened. This, to me, is... Spoilers! Spoilers! Oh. <laughs> I might have wanted to watch that. Mate, no, you don't. But to me, this is kind of similar in that respect because it's kind of gone. It's not. It wasn't all a dream, but okay. So we're going to spoil Heroes in Crisis for anyone that's not yeah, read it. But it was all. It's all been a massive um, timey wimey thing. Yeah. Right? So I know you're a time travel stickler. So tell me your thoughts on the way that Tom King has taken the story. So essentially, it's all got to do with Wally West, who we thought had died in the first issue. Yeah. Turns out he's not dead. He's gone back in time, got his old, his his younger body, and framed it to make it look like because essentially he has killed everyone by losing control of his powers. Is that right to say? Yeah. He... In in layman's terms, so he has gone back in time by running dead fast or something, and plucked out his younger body, killed it, and then used it to frame the murder. Is that right? No, he goes five days into the future. Five days into the future, kills his five days into the future self. Future? But how does that work? Because if he kills himself in the future... Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So he kills that body, brings it back, and that was the first problem Batman had. He went, this body is five days older than what he is. And then he gets to live out these next five days just waiting for that version of him to come kill him. Which, weirdly, kind of in time travel, that works. Yeah, yeah. Which I did not have a problem with. My problem with this entire thing was I did not think this character would do that. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it's it's, it's what the Flash does. He's a hero... Why on earth, if he actually... He's a hero in crisis, He's a hero in crisis, but if you accidentally kill a load of people, I think he would have gone straight to Batman and gone, this happened. Yeah, yeah, but then this is... Is this addressing the subject of mental health? Has he... You know, he's obviously been through some shit with the whole him disappearing from continuity with the New 52 and stuff like that. You know, he has got PTSD. He's not in his right mind. Is that Tom King addressing that? I feel like if it is, it hasn't... Will it read better in trade? (laughs) 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 That's the question. Um, It may do, but as a single standalone issue, I felt like the rug had just been pulled out from underneath me. I know know that's the point, but I hated it. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it's the wrong way for it to go. And yeah, also, like... Like, yeah, like you said, he just kills... He, he has this thing where he just kills everyone by accident. Goes forward to then... Because he's... The, the thing it plays on is that he is a crime scene investigator. So he knows that he has to fool the other greatest crime scene investigator in the world, Batman. Um... 
Um, and then he decides to, at the very end, then tell the truth anyway. Mm. Which I didn't understand. Well, f- yeah. He says he's got... He's, more, he's sentenced himself. He's gone, I've got, now got five days to tell you all what actually happened. In five days, my future self, my past self, is going to come and kill me for what I've just done. Yeah. And I feel... When I say it out loud, I actually kind of like it. But with the build-up we've had... The execution is the, is the main problem. Ironically, the execution, yeah. That's the main problem with the, this, the way this book's gone, in my opinion. Yeah, it kind of... It's led you on a different path, and you felt like you'd be going a different way. And I know that's what Twitter about, mm. but I just didn't like it. I didn't like it. I feel, oh, I feel like... I'm glad I'm not alone here. <coughs> I, I, I mean, by no means am I in the Tom King hating camp with everyone else on the internet right now. By no means. I just... It, I it, might, the way that ended wasn't for me. Well, it's not ended yet. We've no, got one issue. But I might... But what I'm... I'm kind of... I feel like I'm Iron Man 3-ing this. So I feel like I've set a pre... Yeah. A, a okay. preposition yeah. in my head yeah. of what I wanted to go yeah. like. It's not going to I wanted to go like. So yeah. my brain's gone. That wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. I might read this again in a year and go, you know what? Yeah. That was fucking cool. I completely agree. But, but right, right now... now. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you're listening to Tom King, we don't hate you, it's just, that was just, we weren't ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he said on... uh, But your kids are going to love it. (laughs) Tom King's there on the stage with the guitar. (laughs) (laughs) Here is a Crisis Issue 8 throwing... I'm making that a meme, I'm making that a meme. Uh, But no, it's funny you should say that, actually, because he was on uh, the latest episode of Batforce Radio, and he said he felt bad about issue eight, he felt bad for everyone that was about to read it. He was like, I feel so bad. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because right. he knew that everyone was going to react like this. Right. So, last DC, DC thing I want to mention, Batman, Ninja Turtles, well, it's actually crossed over with IDW, obviously. Batman, Ninja Turtles 3, um, six-issue mini. You it's love these. The third and final one, written by James Tinian, the fourth, and... Um, Art is by Freddie E. Williams II. Lots of uh, I know numerical. Fucking <laughs> you hate that. Don't I you? hate that. Like <laughs> unless you're a monarch, it doesn't fucking matter. Yep, I love these books, and this one's no exception. Issue one's off to a cracking start. Um, very interesting. What's going on here? It turns out that uh, Kerrang. Uh, the magazine. Krang oh. <laughs> is is basically doing some kind of multiverse shit. It's almost like a Snyder thing. This where like. He's in the stomach of, like, Bane or something. Um, and sorry for spoiling that if you're going to read this. No, but, I probably um, I probably will get around to reading this. Cause I, I might even get onto Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles after Free Comic Book Day, to be fair. Which we'll discuss in a sec. Um, but, yeah, it's essentially he's created this, like, mashup of a universe where Batman has has lived and always been with the Ninja Turtles... And the Ninja Turtles are his Robins. That's so each insane. one, respectively, is a different Robin. So obviously, you know, and it it works so well. <laughs> like, really good, man. Really cool shit. Um, let's move along, actually, to free comic book day. <laughs> let's. <laughs> oh, that bit where he's got the hyenas and go, oh, the babies yeah. love me. They just smell the pepperoni on yeah, you, man. Yeah. Pizza is always the path to peace. <laughs> you need that tattooed I, I, on I you. I want that on my grave, yeah. 
I am going to get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Let's, yeah, let's move on to my free comic book day stack um, and talk about some more Ninja Turtles. So, yeah, Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles offering for free comic book day. Now, I listened to your Undead Comic Cast episode about this and you really liked it didn't I you I did very much um, so like I didn't realise how much I liked it until I did that second like little scan through it and then realised that it's got a reading order at the back you love everything. that don't you mate that is the whole point of this is to get you like someone... the reading order at the back better than the story no you? no 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 <laughs> only as much but I just liked the idea that they've gone they've answered Cox's question I'm going to call that the fact. That's what that's now called. When someone poses that to me and goes, where do I start with Superman? Where do I start with... Ah, you're asking Cox's question. <laughs> where, is, where do you... Shout out Daniel Cox. Yeah, dude, you've just, you've just been... You've just named something. Um, where do I start? And I really think this is, should be almost in the back of nearly any free comic on free comic book. Yeah, day to I get do it. agree, yeah. It's got a nice little timeline on where to start reading Turtles um, with offshoots to other things too, which is cool. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, But I wasn't as hot on that book as you were. Um, I almost didn't understand what was going on where you you found it quite clear to follow. Yeah. Um, It didn't make me want to read Turtles. That's where we differed, I guess. Oh, right. Okay. I'll carry on with my Batman Turtles mashup because I love that. Um, I also... Got given because I mean you you talked about this on on your show Undead Comic Cast, but for listeners who don't or haven't listened to that yet, um, me and JB went to Free Comic Book Day together in Liverpool, mm-hmm. and unfortunately we weren't able to choose what books we got. Yeah, that's we so just got dear. given lucky bags, which essentially we ended up with stuff like like this, like Riverdale that we probably both wouldn't have picked up. Um, didn't like this at all. Uh, no, I just didn't no. get it. Who is <laughs> reading this? Like, I, I people, get people that watch the Riverdale TV show probably. People who are into this sort of stuff, like, whenever I right before I preface it that I always say people are into this. I get it. I don't get it. I don't understand why people want to read a comic about some like about every teen drama TV show ever. Like. There's nothing... You know what's hilarious as well? Those it... adverts in the back about those shitty little books they're putting out. Yeah. Like, um, the... like based on the TV show. You know, like, facts about the TV show. Yeah. And it's just like, it looks like... A the... prequel novel about the TV yeah. show. It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do wonder how, people, how Archie is still going because I just don't get... That I don't believe that target audience exists anymore. Well, the, the main Archie book is very good. The Riverdale stuff, on the other hand, it isn't. Um, I mean, the, the Archie reboot, which happened, uh, God, how long ago was it now? It, it must have been a while ago, but I'm pretty sure that Mark Wade was writing it. Fiona Staples was on art, mm. so it was a really strong start. But yeah, this Riverdale stuff... Um, I mean, we're not the target audience, I guess, but I it's, it's not for us. Something that was for me, and which was probably my pick of Free Comic Book Day, was Animosity Tales, uh, written by Marguerite Bennett and illustrated by Elton Tomasi. Now, I've been championing this series on, on Aftershock Comics for years now, and I thoroughly recommend that you pick it up because it's so good. And this Animosity Tales 
one shot is definitely one of the best free combo day issues I've ever read. Um, it's brilliant because obviously the premise is it's basically is it like Animal Farm where animals are yeah can talk. That's the best way. You Wake up one day, them. every single animal on earth can talk. Chaos ensues because imagine if that really happened. That well, would be it's insane. not so much as well that they can talk, but they also have sentience. Yes, there's a big um, difference there. So the story in this book is, it follows this girl and her pet fish. Now this pet fish is in love with his owner. Um, this is what, how he visualizes himself as like a dashing knight, and uh, his owner is his princess. Right, so he Ilkos tries to protect her. Uh, throughout this journey that we're going on. Um, Isn't this just the story of American Dad? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's much better than that. Right. Um, so she goes off on journey uh, across the post-apocalyptic world now with the goldfish strapped to her with some sunglasses and a hat on. Um, she's on with a hockey stick and it is amazing. She goes to rescue all the other fish in like aquariums and fish shops and stuff like that. Right. Um, and it's so good the dialogue is hilarious I do want to jump into animosity at some point it's just I've got so much else I'm reading but yeah I, I need another set of eyes man honestly um, if if you're interested I'll, I'll lend you this one shot just to check out because it's it's essentially just a, a fun little thing you can jump into you don't need to be reading the main story mm. so if you want to if you want to borrow it check it out man I'd love to know your thoughts on it Maybe. Uh, okay. So something. No, it's only because of the borrowing thing. I'm oh, okay. I am already in debt to you. So something that um, I hated, and it's no surprise, is Stranger Things by Jodie Hauser. Oh, let me that. Jodie Hauser also did the Doctor Who Free Combo Day issue, which I liked a lot more than that one. But oh I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't think she's a very good writer. Um, and I... Stranger Things, I'm yet to be convinced as to how well it can translate into a comic book form. This does nothing for it. I really didn't like it. This is now this is this was my issue with it. There is no story to tell. Mm. Everything is Again, that, it's it, like the Thanos thing. We know what happens. They're trying to fill in gaps that didn't need filling. Yeah, we don't need these gaps filled. There's nothing that can be said that hasn't already been said. And they can't say anything new because they'll upset the it's canon of if they change anything. It's fanfic. essentially character development. And yeah, like you say fanfic, but we don't need these characters developed anymore. We don't no. care. Um, Doctor Who was was okay. I thought the art was good. Um, yeah, I agree same. with what you said about it um, on Nothing Happens. It was essentially a pointless story. It did not make me want to read Doctor Who comics. No. That's, um, that was my, my... There was no consequence to anything. I just didn't... Uh, but what was really annoying was there was flashes of, of talent in on board on this comic team in both the art and the dialogue mm. but they are clearly being held back by again probably Titan or the BBC themselves saying you can't say too much because we're still playing around with the character editorial mandate yeah which is what I always wait till the Doctor is no longer the Doctor to read a Doctor Who comic because then once that Doctor's done they can go right He's gone now. Let's just fill in gaps, and it doesn't matter now. And we've got we've got it as long as it keeps in this canon of this series. Like I really enjoyed the Eighth Doctor. His mm-hmm. his, his comics are, were really great, a lot of fun, and that's why they have so many audio books of him because he he can just fill in as many gaps as he wants. 
carrying on the British theme, let's talk about, uh, from the Treasury of British Comics, Funny Pages. Um, well, this just reminded me of reading The Beano and the Dandy, because yeah. essentially that's what it is. And your question that you raised on your podcast was, is this new material or is it pulled from comics of the past? Which I assumed it kind of was more Yeah, I think... I think the key is in the name of the publisher, Treasury. Treasury, yeah. Which means that these are pulled from books that came out decades ago, which you can tell. Um, <laughs> it, it was what it was. It was like reading an Albino. What comic. was really annoying for me was I began actually dead into it. Like, I, I, I laughed a bit out loud on the first couple. Yeah. Um, and it took me back to being a kid. But like I said, by the end, I realised I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. And it just it didn't didn't hit home on a lot of things. And yeah, and it's why I, I did stop buying the Beano uh, when I turned 13 for a fucking reason. Yeah. But. Something something else that missed the mark with me was Bloodshot. I didn't um, even read that because from I, had fe- I had a feeling I wouldn't get into be able to no. follow it. Valiant is a continuation; it's like a universe of itself. It um, is, and, and they're tr- they're really trying to push the whole shared universe thing. They're trying to make themselves like you know, like Marvel, Marvel DC. DC. Uh, but I'm not interested. At the end of the day, no. I mean, I read. Oh, I can't. I cannot remember the name of the character, but they they brought out a um, a trade of him. Um, is it in the back? No. Eternity. Um, and You got Faith for a bit, didn't you? I did get Faith, actually. That was quite good. Um, Abby was a fan of Faith. Eternity was good, but the biggest issue I had with it was how it lent itself to the shared universe. Right. Enough. And then I realised how heavily that would have to... That it was in it and just thought, I can't... Like, I, funnily enough, can't read this because of how shared it is. I see. Mm. Um, I picked up... Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, and Firefly from Boom Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, Firefly, I'm really not asked about. I mean, I know they're both created by Joss Whedon, who I'm a huge fan of, but I've never, I've never watched it. I've, I've never. What the fuck got did the story have to do with the bag? Any bag of cats? I just didn't I, understand what I was going know. on. D- didn't, didn't get it. Didn't really like it. Written by Greg Pak, though, so that he's a good writer, but. Yeah, not interested at all. No, nothing happens uh, again. Buffy's story was good. Uh, written by Jodie Belair, who uh, she's usually a colorist, one of the best in the biz. Uh, but yeah, she's a decent writer. Um, yeah, I liked it. I'm, I picked up issue one of the new Buffy the Vampire Slayer series because I'm a huge Buffy fan. I didn't realize that it was a essentially a reboot of the entire story. How um, is it? And I, I don't like it. It's like what what if Buffy happened now? They have smartphones and oh. stuff like that. But it's a completely new take on the... the it's messing with something that it's... It, Trying to fix know, something that ain't broke. Exactly. I mean, sure, I'm sure it'll gain a lot of new fans, but it's not for me. I, I <laughs> My wanna, granddad. I want to what? I'm sure the kids just today were going to dig it, but I prefer the old time environment. Yeah, OG Buffy is the best. So that was, that, was, that was cool, but, you know, not not too fond on... The Firefly stuff. Um, Deadly Class by Rick Remender. Didn't like this. Now, I respect again, it. I listened to your review and I'm totally with you, but I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I respected this. I thought it's. I, I, I kind of. I, I, the art is brave. The story, it's trying to tell something and have cons- some consequence. 
which again a lot of comics I was complaining about didn't do that um, the, there's a lot going on there's a lot of, the characters are really well developed by, by now but I feel like they're also developing within this free comic and I did have a spec it just wasn't for me but I'm, I, I was proud that there are people taking chances and doing stuff like this on free comic book day and not putting out something like Riverdale yeah no I'm with you there it just wasn't for me mm. I, I didn't like the art I didn't like the story um, so on a whole the books that I was given on free comic book day I mean yeah they're free but <laughs> I didn't like them so I was like you know what JB got Spawn I wanted I wanted the Spawn one so I went on eBay and I bought fucking Spawn alright I paid money for it how you much it was it free. It was only a couple of quid. That's I, fine then. Mate. I don't care. It was great. Spawn. Yeah. Amazing. Loved it. Yeah, it's um, good one. Great stuff. Again, a good way to get you into comics. Yes. Let's print the first one again. Loved it. And issue 300's coming out soon. Yeah. August 2019. That makes me want to read Spawn. It did its job. So yeah, I was dissatisfied with my small stack that I got. So I jumped on eBay and I bought all the ones that I wanted. So I got Avengers, I got oh, Ignition, right. I heard good things about that off Field Mouse, um, I got the Spider-Man one, I got Lumberjanes, oh, I put this at the bottom of the park because I don't want to talk about that really. No, um, <laughs> it didn't, did you no, hear me not want to talk yeah, about Yeah, no, that. this was something that I did pick up on Free Comic Book Day for free, um, and that's all it's worth really. Um, I mean, it's again, it's not for me, my favourite thing is... Monsters by Emile Ferris. Now, she's meant to be award-winning, and I'm sure she's very good. Not for me. It's just not a comic. Yeah, not it's for not me. It's not a comic. That's uh, all. I, so I let's talk about. It. Let's talk about the good stuff that I bought. Uh, Avengers. Well, actually, no, that wasn't that wasn't good. It was all right. I'm never. Um, right. It's They're really pushing this prehistoric Avengers bullshit, mate. The savage Avengers, again. mate. So, it you know. It was all right, but I was interested in to seeing if it, things had changed. But they haven't. It's it's more of the same. Um, Spider Man was really good, though. This I will recommend that you read. Um, it's showcasing the new Carnage stuff that's coming up. Right. Um, really oh. cool, interesting story that's coming up. And then in the second part was by Saladin Ahmed and Tom Taylor. Now, that's a bit of a dream team for writers right there. Corey Smith was on Pencils, and it was a Miles and Peter story. Mm. Evergreen story of them fighting the shocker and eating pizza, and it was brilliant. Mm. So, yeah, Spider-Man and... What's Adam- this... Sorry, what is this end bit here? This... I, I- what end, but to be continued in Savage. Oh, Avengers. is that actually yeah, yeah. Savage Avengers? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like the art. I'm not gonna lie. That was in the preview book that you didn't read. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, no, but this is no, this is more though. This is showing the actual, you know, yeah, comic, yeah. a little preview of the comic properly. And um, oh, well, I do like this. This is taking me back to Old Man Logan. Oh, it's gritty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I didn't really want to get into an Avengers title again. For fear of well being avenged, it oh. looks it looks better than the main Avengers book. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I might I might dip my toe. So, so is that the Spider Man? Yeah, one? I recommend that you borrow that and read it because it's awesome. Okay. Um, that Spider Man and Animosity were my two favourite books from Free Combat Day this year. Uh, Ignition was interesting. This is on Humanoids, which is the publisher that put out 
like the Asterix comics, I think, originally. Really? I could be wrong, but to be I honest, think... it's had a hell of an injection from all of these um, creators. Mark Wade is basically in charge of this imprint now. Well, it's a publisher. Um, and they're putting out all these new books. And it's very interesting. It could be one to watch. Um, so what, is this the publisher, Ignition? No, it's um, Humanoids. Or Humanoids. H1 is the Oh, new, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, the, the pages feel nice. The paper quality is lovely. Take note, Marvel. For a free comic as exactly, well. Exactly, it was free. The shit they put out when we have to pay for is worse Ooh, than this. Ooh, like the art. Ooh, it is thick as well. Mm. Uh, oh, that's because it's showing all the different stuff in the back. It's very interesting. Is this going to be another like shared universe as well? Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. Mm. And then the last one that I want to mention is from Boom Studios, Boombox, is Lumberjanes. Um, now, I have yet to get into Lumberjanes, so I thought, well, this is a great starting point, surely. Mm. And it was great. Loved it. Really fun little insight into the Lumberjanes universe. A real cute book. You're a real cute book. <laughs> Kelly Thompson was the writer. I'm a fan of hers. Illustrated by Polter Inc. Polter Inc. Where is the fucking colour in this book? Oh, there's a couple of stories in it, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, listen next time when we'll probably be talking about Astonishing Spider-Man and Wolverine. And I'll remember to bring it this <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, Um Anything you want to plug, Joe, before we leave? Um, always go over to my site www.talknerdy.uk where in the next week or so we'll have a Detective Pikachu spoiler review podcast up we'll have a Godzilla review podcast up I'm hoping to do a couple of blogs as well especially with all the Detective Comics covers like I just said and I'm going to start talking about that rumour of that guy playing Batman and is it really that bad? We'll find <laughs> Batman. Out. Nah, Batman. <laughs> um, but yeah and just or together, just go and visit all my shit. And listen to Undead Comic Cast as well. It's like this, except I don't know nearly half as much as Chris, and I end up just ranting about stuff like how my dad showed me, told me my dog was dead. That was a pretty funny anecdote. So go over and check that out. Um, and if you haven't already, then check out all the other issues, 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 all the other episodes of this podcast. Um, if you if you have an Android phone, you can check them all out at chriscomicspodcast.com. Or can I recommend that if you're an Android user, you go on Stitcher? I, I I don't think I'm on Stitcher. I think you are, aren't you? You're no, not on Stitcher. I, I I just put them on that website, and then they they host to iTunes. You, you can you can get it on Stitcher oh, as well. Well, so I'll, I'll look into look that. Into that. For now, you have to use a browser to listen on Android. Um, and if you've got Apple, then just head over to the Instagram or the Facebook page and the link's both on there um, or just search Chris Comics Podcast on iTunes uh, Instagram is Chris no my personal Instagram is Chris, Chris J Wakefield <laughs> and um, the podcast stuff is Chris's Comics Podcast yeah please, please like and share episodes and all sorts that'd be great also please leave me some reviews um, I'll send you some free shit. I've got loads of comics that I've got like dupes of and stuff that I'll send over. So yeah, um, and ask ask you stuff because ask me just... some questions. And thank you to Mr. Cox for sending in a question. We hope uh, the you... Cox question. Yeah, <laughs> I'm now going to refer to that forever as I really like that. Like, oh, you're asking me the Cox question. And yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, remember, never rub another man's rhubarb. 
Yes, it's coming.